and welcome to the second instalment of our special Life of the Party one-shot. I'm Sasha, your DM for this evening. Players, are we ready to go? Yes, oh, well, yes please. Okay. <laughs> I want to roll some dice, please. You want to roll some dice? Okay. <laughs> Let the adventure begin. We catch up with former gladiator Damianos Thalassi as he sets out on a pilgrimage to the Needles mountain range. The same pilgrimage that his patron and close friend Roman Pasek took years ago. He makes the journey with two new friends and allies, Jackson the Shifter Druid and Sir Valorian Goliath Knight. The three met after a chance encounter fighting a rock in the wildlands just beyond the Shaste, after which Jackson and Valorian pledged to aid him in his quest. About a week of travel later, Happening upon and taking in a group of ragtag young orphans along the way, the group find themselves in Whistlestack, a rustic township resting at the base of the Needles mountain range. There, they met and learned information about the reverent Stillfields from Drow bartender Trist. A battlefield from the war era, it is said that the effects of the War of the Three Crowns are felt as strongly in the Stillfields today as they were then. That night, under the eye of the mountain, Damon experiences a fitful dream in which he drags a bloody battle axe through a war zone. Upon awakening, he beseeches his deity Maglubiot, the hobgoblin god of order, war and conquest, to reveal what he wants from him, only to receive the idea that he is to obey. And that's where we join our party the following morning, on their way up the Needles mountain range. Party, is there anything you were doing this morning before setting out? From misery to happiness today. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Are you doing uh -huh. this all the way up the mountain? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, everything we need. I think so, yes. Yeah, I mean, we already decided yesterday that we had everything we wanted. Yeah, I just... I'm feeling... I don't tense. Know. I'm feeling tense this morning. Anxious? Yes. Yeah, it's... Just a mountain. Well, it's, it's important to I you. know, but... Come on, it'll be fine. A reminder, Damon, that you can still feel this pulsing feeling in the crook yes. of your left arm. And then when you get back, you can go see a masseuse for that shoulder of yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's nothing. I just probably slept funny. Let's go then. Yeah, why not? Start <laughs> hitting off. When you say slept funny, I just smirk and look away. <laughs> <laughs> Damon will take the lead, kick his summoned war horse into a canter again mm -hmm. and head off towards the mountains. Yep. Or kick my mini into a canter as well. And mini, I love it. Jetpack. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm used awesome. to by now. Yep. So you can see the mountain range ahead of you. Mm -hmm. It's a couple of hours ride to get to the base of it. Mm -hmm. No problems really on the way to it and you make your way in good time. Um, and within a couple of hours you having got up early that morning. It's late, sort of, it's late morning, about sort of 11 a.m. by the time you reach it. And you have the mountain ahead of you. Can't say it's not beautiful. Oh, it is. It's like fir, sort of pine tree forest up the, up the path. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? You ever see anything like this? No, different sort of terrain down south. Mm. 
I quite like the um, the evergreens and whatnot. Yeah, no, it's really different. I've only been past this way that one time. I, uh, just there's some beautiful night blooming flower fields down the other side of the needles, but that's quite a ride from here at this point. Oh. I've only been up that side on the west. <laughs> Definitely looking forward to seeing the view when we get to the top. Yeah, no, that'll be something pretty spectacular, I imagine. Yeah. Mountain peaks. Well, we're only halfway up, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, maybe after. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe we'll take a ride right to the top and take in the view. Yeah, let's go look at these fields of yours. Yeah. Yeah, you see a, um, a trodden path sort of at the base mm -hmm. as it starts to ascend. It looks like it's sort of a steep, rocky path, but not. it's not like climbing up a sheer cliff. It's going to be more like an intense hike, really. So you could take the horses up, sort of as long as they're okay going up with you. Mm. Yeah, big shy horse, just yeah. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing that Fake Heracles horse. won't do. <laughs> <laughs> Giving poor Minnie a complex. <laughs> he still hasn't drunk any water. <laughs> he hasn't eaten. He hasn't eaten. <laughs> I'm scared. Big shy horse with a little, little voice. Yeah. She's a baby. She's a baby. <laughs> so, you make your way up the path. Yeah, start, start plodding up. Damon. Yes? As soon as you step foot on the mountain, a flash of a vision comes to your head. A tall, hoplite foot soldier with the insignia of Maglubia emblazoned on his leather breastplate, a burnished, glowing battle axe in one hand. He is leading forward his troops with an ear-splitting roar. Soldiers united and focused behind him as if they'd follow him into anything. And you come back to yourself. I'm sort of roll my shoulders, look around myself. You alright there? Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. No? You know I you know I told you on the way to Whistlestack about the dreams and the uh the, the fate business? Yeah. Thread thing? The thread thing. Yeah. Um Last night I had a real weird dream. Uh-huh. Alright, you're getting played with again. <laughs> I don't know. Um this pain in my shoulder. I was feeling it in the dream. And it hasn't gone away. It's it's hard to explain it, but I just I just saw a flash of something. Maybe it's something to do with the battlefield. I mean, it it, it looks like it's something to do with the battlefield, but I'm not I'm not used to this. Well, it's a place of religious importance to you, right? Yeah. It's just your god talking to you. You think? Probably. Never done it before. Damon, roll a history check at advantage. <clears throat> That's a 19. Cool. There's something about the foot soldier that you saw in your... the, the flash of vision that you just had. Um, the fact that he's got the Maglubiate battle axe emblazoned on his chest armour and the fact that he's carrying this similarly sort of wicked looking glowing battle axe. It stirs up something of a memory in you that you might have heard maybe in your army days. Back during the War of the Three Crowns, there was a young hobgoblin hero known as Iselios, the Harbinger of Maglubiot. <laughs> young guy, about seven foot tall, was a hoplite foot soldier, 
but just rose to glory through the ranks. Was known for slaying monsters, and now that you're making your way up towards the steel fields, you recall that he's said to have died at the Battle of Stillwood. Huh. These, um, these fields? Mm-hmm. The, uh, Trist, she called them the steel fields, right? Yeah. Sounds about right. I do know, I don't know anything about them. I haven't heard anything about the steel fields, but I've heard about a place called Stillwood. What do you reckon the chances are? I mean, steel fields, <laughs> woods. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's what I was getting at. It was kind of a rhetorical question. <clears throat> no, yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> shot. <laughs> it seems pretty likely. Okay, maybe my god is speaking to me. <laughs> that's silver woman. I mean... I'm listening. <sighs> Just keep talking, I'm listening. It's nothing back immediately. But as you all make your way up the mountain, it takes you again a couple of hours like tracking on your way up. Every now and then you do receive more of these little flashes. Iselios raising his weapon in triumph, slamming it down upon a shadeborn soldier, fighting off three Elenithal soldiers at once. As they ride, Damon will start to just not tell them what he's seeing, but he'll tell the other two, like, a little bit of the Aselios lore that he remembers hearing from his army days. Um, he talks about this Oath of Conquest Paladin that he just finds, or used to find exceptionally inspiring. <sighs> you know, I made my oath to McLubiot. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I told you in the, at the time I was in the arena at the Coliseum. Yeah. And I reached out and pleaded with McLubiot. I never, I hadn't really, I wasn't a worshipper of McLubiot despite the whole hobgoblin thing. Um, but I reached out because it seemed like the right god to pray to. And I pleaded that if he gave me the strength to defeat the arena, I would be a oh the conquest paladin for him. I would conquer Eren. Be the best warrior they've ever seen. I know you're kind of like following in his main conquesty guy's footsteps. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe I'm meant to be here. Yeah. That's what pilgrimage is for, isn't it? Finding yourself? Yeah. Just... <sighs> Don't get lost trying to find yourself. Very wise. Did it come from anything? Or did that just come off the top of your head? They didn't make me the, you know, head honcho of wisdom for nothing back home. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me more about that. Come on. I just feel like I'm, I'm talking about myself constantly. <laughs> just fine. give me something here. <laughs> All right. 
a perfectly charismatic man to listen to. But uh, no, it was more just the only only real reason I sort of got upgraded to this position or the position that I used to have was always mine to inherit. But got it a bit early. My mum, who's our previous leader, went off on a pilgrimage of her own. Just never came back. Oh, that's comforting. Yeah. Left me in charge, never came back. So I don't know whether she found herself and it was better than whatever we had going on, or she died, or... I'm sorry, man. It's all right. I was, you know, it was only eight odd years ago. Yeah, but that's, uh... You get over things. Well, we'll all be coming back from this one, so... Well, that's sort of why I wanted to come along. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I mean, not anymore. I was a complete stranger to you. That's nice of you. You're yeah, a well, person. You were getting your ass kicked by that rock, so... I wasn't getting my ass kicked. I've been fighting it for like six seconds when nah. you showed up. <laughs> literally six <laughs> seconds. I literally taken one blow at it and you showed up and you're like, we're heroes, we're gonna save the day. No. I could've taken it. Nah, you couldn't. Yeah, I could've. Don't, don't think so, mate. <laughs> oh, Sir Valorian, I am in your debt. What I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you're both good people. Yeah, well, so are you. Looking for redemption or whatever, you're still a good person. Yeah, well. Getting on with it. You, you're better than what you want to be. Hmm. Just dwell on that. Don't kick his horse a little faster. <laughs> Shan't. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, as you're making your way up, sun's at its highest point in the sky, you come to a fork in the road. Okay. Alright, Mr. Visions. Which way? Can I first check to see if there's any signs of which way is uh, <laughs> the path most trodden? Yeah, like a, a used path, which way might fall off a cliff in 20 feet or something. As you've been getting higher up, mm -hmm. the path is becoming less and less apparent, as though people don't come up here very often. Okay. So it's just about still there on each side, like enough to distinguish that there is a fork, mm -hmm. but. There's nothing to say like, oh, this path's had a lot more foot traffic than the other. Is one of them more pointing up or down? They're both pointing up, but in separate opposite directions. directions. <sighs> Think I got a girl to tell you? He's not a sad man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but he might be. <laughs> uh, come on. You want me to find this place? You'll give me something. Guidance. Thank you. <laughs> In case you need it. <laughs> then we'll, having been guidanced by the monkey man, <laughs> hop down and move a little closer to where it splits off. Just kind of take a peek up one side. He's not a survival man. <laughs> He's like, where's Icarus when you need him? <laughs> take a peek up the other. If you're not going to give me a sign, then left or right, which way are we going? As you lean towards the left path, mm -hmm. 
you can feel that pulse in your arm thrumming harder. Stay here. You alright? I'll walk down the right one, like 20 feet. And stop. Okay. And see how my arm feels. You can feel that pulsing less down the right path. Is he alright? I'm just letting him do, let him receive his visions. <laughs> do we believe him about these visions? Going up the left one. I mean... Starts talking to you in giant. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have a chat in giant for a yeah. second. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd believe him. Yeah, but he... I don't know. It's all... Why don't you believe him? Well, getting visions on, in your head on the way up a path. I don't know, I've just never heard of it before. And... Now he's just wandering up and down paths, just hoping for something. Having heard the voice of something old tell me to kill, I'm willing to believe that this man is receiving visions from his actual god. Yeah, but what if he's a voice telling us, telling him to kill us? We cross that path when we come to it. We can take him. Oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but he seems like a nice man. Oh, well, these two are conspiring to murder you. <laughs> in giant. In giant. <laughs> yeah, you start walking away from us and we just start talking in like Grumbly. low garbled common. Mm. <laughs> 20 feet up the other path. <laughs> um, if you're taking the, the left path, yeah. um, that's thrumming in your arm really starts to like sort of resonate up your shoulder. Ah! Like it's not exactly painful, just like a little bit... It's, it's like that sort of sickening feeling mm. if you concentrate on it, if you concentrate on it for too long. But by going up that path you feel more and more certain that that's the right way you need to go. Then just go to look up at the sky as if that's where Meglubia is in particular and just be like if you want me to go this way, stop making it hurt! <laughs> stop making it hurt! <laughs> just see this tableau of these two <laughs> old <laughs> Damon yelling at the sky. It's just not normal. I mean... I don't really have a handle on what normal is. That's true. It's this way. Alright. Come on, Minnie. Let's go. Come back, jump back onto Heracles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you find that talking to the others sort of takes your mind off that feeling a bit, so it helps to be sort of talking away with them as you go. So the sky—that's where you look for the gods, right? I don't know. Is that where they hang out? Because like the the, the realm of Celestia is like up in theory. So when it rains, it's just them pissing on us. That is the worst thing that has ever said to me. <laughs> you can walk back down the mountain. It's my horse! I don't care. I'll fight you for it. No! <laughs> you know, he's gonna make my arm hurt more the closer we get to this place. That's just rude. You tried any sort of healing on it, or? Yeah. I mean, I, I tried channeling divine healing into it. Huh. Mmm. If your god's making it hurt, and you're using your god powers to try and fix it... He's like, nah, nah. Hang on. Lean over here. <laughs> Turn Heracles round. <laughs> Pull up alongside Minnie. And I'll just give him a first level... Q 
your wounds, pat on the shoulder, see if it does anything. That would be... Ooh, delicious. Ooh. Like 13 hit points. Well, I mean, there's no injury to heal. Like, he's not lost any hit points. I know, but, but he's hurting. No, no, I know. Like, seems to help a little bit. Like, maybe it's a psychosomatic thing. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not stopped hurting. Oh, I'll tell you what, when my, when my old man used to have his, his shoulder play up, he used to just put heat patch on it, and then he'd take that off, put a cold patch on it, it would just into, like, change it over every now and again. Apparently that helped. A heat patch? <laughs> yeah, you just put some... So you put some water in a patch and heat it up, and then you put it on your... Okay, well if we stop for a rest... Yeah. Just do some hot and cold therapy on it. Yeah, you can stop for a breather if you want. <laughs> He's okay for now. Yeah. He's just constantly looking at Valorian like, so few things you say <laughs> make sense to me. <laughs> Even when you speak in common. Yeah. I mean, maybe if we get to the top first before we think about taking any sort of rest. Oh yeah, there's no point in doing it now. Yeah. Can we like see far up this path or is it like winding corners where we can't see at all? Um, it's more sort of winding corners and because you've got put, uh, sort of clusters of fir trees as well, mm -hmm. it's sort of restricting your view a little bit in that sense. Mm. Just going to be listening out for anything like that might come out at us like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just yeah. like keeping my senses sort of aware. Let's make a perception check. God. That is 13. Okay. So at this point you're getting to something of a plateau where things sort of level out for a bit. And it's probably a good place to stop and take a break if you were going to. While you don't hear it first off, Damon, Jackson, with your very high passive perception. Yes. <laughs> Little fairy ears. Little like... fairy ears. Twitch, twitch. <laughs> You hear a single click, like a pebble being dropped from a height, and it echoes out across the expanse. You hear that? Hmm? Stop dead still yeah. and silent. Hear what? Is there a repeat, or is it just no, silence? Silence for another moment, and then another one. What, what direction? A little further ahead. And can we see anything ahead? Not or? yet. Okay, this sounds like sounds a, like an avalanche. Does it sound like bugs? Does it sound like rocks or like movement? Maybe the initial one did, but the more you stop and listen, I don't like that. Does it sound like anything I would have heard from living in the mountains for a bit? Mm. Roll a nature check, I guess. 18. You've heard similar. Okay. But without seeing anything yet, you couldn't be 100% certain. Mm -hmm. Is this something coming? Maybe. The sound echoes out further, like ripples on a pond. Mm -hmm. And you hear it before you see it. Is there anything you're doing? Hopping down off Minnie, pulling you down with me. Yeah. And then just slapping her flank and just, she would know like, when I slap you like this, you go out you the go. way. <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, Jackson's gonna tap his snake staff, throw it 10 feet ahead, summon Liana, the giant constrictor. Okay. 
Damon's gonna cast a thunderous smite onto his short sword okay. in preparation for being jumped by some sort of creature. Okay. And try and climb slightly higher up. Okay. So somewhere slightly more elevated. So like onto one of these like rocks. Or? rocks, yeah. Okay. Just to mm-hmm. get off the main path. I'm gonna climb up as well. Yeah. So that's we'll say that these rocky sections are raised. <laughs> and just keep an eye out around me for the source of like with my giant axe out. Okay. The clicking noise gets louder and more frequent. And silent, maybe it'll just pass us by. Coming round the edge of one of the boulders, a monstrous insectoid head, eyes bulging and multifaceted like a fly. This grotesque head comes out from behind the rocks and connects to a 40-foot articulated ice-blue body adorned with dozens of legs oh no. and orange spikes down its back that I shimmer with what looks like heat haze. Oh no, I do know what this is. <laughs> it opens its mouth to reveal dagger-like teeth and lets out a series of shrill, rapid clicks building to a deafening, discordant roar. I'd like you to roll initiative. <laughs> Oh, at disadvantage for you, huh? Yeah. Sure is, huh? Sorry, Dave. Nice. Nice. Jackson. Um, I got an 18 and the snake got a 15. Damon? 17. Nice. And Val? Um, 18. So, Jackson, you're up first. Uh, cool. I guess... I, do I have any idea that this thing is approaches? Like, can I see from where I've hidden myself? Uh, if you sort of peek around, you can... It, this this thing's pretty freaking big. Pretty freaking big. Okay. Um, Jackson reaches around and is like, Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of shrugs and goes, Well, guess we're doing it now, lads! And we'll try and cast Fairy Fire on it. Yeah. Cool. Can it make a dexterity save? It sure can try. That's a dirty 20, I'm afraid. No! It is not very fire. I'm sorry. Are we really doing this? We're not just going to (laughs) hide? I haven't hurt it yet. (laughs) We try and hide. Um, So you throw up this flare of purple fire to try and and encircle this thing, but it It shakes it off. Wiggles away out of it. Um, And then just just in case, as a bonus action, I will cast Shalele on my regular quarter stuff. Okie dokie. So you staying where you are here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's safe here for now. Val, can I tell like what kind of things it would be immune to from my eighteen? Um, I'd say as you've spent a lot of time up in the mountains, you can you know this thing to be Remoraz, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that <laughs> the spikes on its back that look like they're shimmering with heat haze. Yeah. Those will deal fire damage okay. if you touch them. Okay. Um, you will also know that it is, being a mountain-dwelling creature, immune to cold damage. Good to know. I don't know, these things to be vicious. Yeah. Listen, yeah. we ain't gonna be able to hide from this thing. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. Mm-hmm. So I take out the little pepper, mm-hmm. bite into it, 
and I cast Dragon's Breath on myself. Okay. For acid damage. Okay, cool. Right. And can you use that immediately? Uh, yeah, because it's a bonus action. Ooh, okay. Um, so then I will use my action to cast it. Dex 13 save for me, please. Okay. <laughs> As I just bite this pepper and like spit out acid towards it in a 15 mm. foot current. <laughs> <laughs> Just like acid reflux right in. Uh, extreme acid reflux. That's a 12. Okay. Hell yeah. Oh, so that's 3d6 is acid damage. Nice. 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 9 acid damage. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, there and there. Now they try and cook with those. <laughs> <laughs> Steal them from his pack. What are you doing in my pack? <laughs> oh, spice. <laughs> And then I will just stand in front of it, like, hey. It, it's noticed you. I hope so. <laughs> Writhing around, covered in acid, squealing and shrieking. Um, okay, Damon. It's not concentration, I can do it and keep this mic going. Okay. Um, Damon's just gonna, like, lock our eyes <laughs> yeah. with this thing and just shout, halt, and cast command. Okay. With 16 save. Interesting. Please. Got a zero modifier for wisdom. Okay. What was the sixteen save? Sixteen. Well, no. Roll a five. <gasps> yes. So target can't move or take actions on its next turn. Oh my god. Okay. So this thing swings its head to meet your eyes and just is frozen in place. Nice. These horrible little like mandibles. Like nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Then cool. like, mid clack. Okay. We've got. Six seconds before I have to do that again. Alright, uh, let's do something else. <laughs> okay. Okay, are you moving or...? Um, no, he's gonna stay right there. Okay, cool. It's Liana's turn. Um, uh, she can't get up to it, but she will use her full 30 feet of movement to start making going. Her way. Making her way. Making her way! Sneaking her way! So she can get about there? Yeah, she'll just go to there. Um, go on, Snacky. Just so that if when this thing comes back to itself, there's more than one target. Yeah. Uh, the Remoraz can't move. <laughs> so it's Jackson's turn. Good God. Um, I'm gonna step up and out so I'm on top of this rock next to Damon. Okay. Um, if you've told it to halt. Yes. It doesn't say that it would auto fail a deck save. No. What's it? What is it you want to do? I just want to try and fairy fire it again. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that it can't duck out the way of anything or yeah. try and resist, so... Then... Yeah. Yeah. You try and fairy fire again. Yeah. Just elbows Damon and says, Thanks, buddy! Cast fairy fire on it. Yeah, it automatically takes. Cool. Oh, hell so yeah! stick a... <laughs> like a hex ring on there or something. And a concentration one for me. Yep. Bonus action! Why not? I'm gonna shift. Okay. So, from where you're standing, you will see Jackson suddenly just like hunch a little bit, his teeth get longer and sharper and the fur on his face grows thicker and then snaking out from between like a little hole in his robes, just a long golden monkey tail. <laughs> David's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Pulled. <laughs> monkey. So, uh, mechanically that gives me 11 temporary hit points nice. and I have advantage on all of my wisdom stuff at the moment. Cool. Okay. Nice, nice. Like any extra damage to any attacks you do? Or? Okay, cool. I'm just very wise right now. <laughs> wise monkey. Monkey. Okay. Um, you staying there or? Yeah. Okay. I'm then, here. Okie dokie. 
Valorian. While it's paused, I'm just gonna move in for a thwack thwack with my brace axe. Okay. And it's very fired, so advantage. Advantage. Uh, it's a 21 to hit. Yeah, then I'll hit it. 18 slashing damage on my first attack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a 26 to hit. Yeah. <laughs> For 14 slashing damage for my second attack. Yeah. Just gonna action surge. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Take two more attacks. <laughs> Take two more attacks. Um, for 24 to hit. Yeah. Uh, for nine damage. Nine damage. Yeah. And then a nat 20. Oh my yes! god! <laughs> <laughs> um, that's three on the dice, so six. 14 slashing damage and then because it can't move mm -hmm. I'm going to just back off okay. <laughs> so before you're able to move away as mm -hmm. you're hacking into this thing yeah its body is heating up your great axe Ooh. to the extent that it's coming down the shaft of your weapon and burning your hands each time you hit it mm -hmm. so you take 20 points of fire damage okay from the burns on your hand as this thing heats up your weapon. Cool, cool. Ah, oh, physical attacks, aren't you? Burnt. <clears throat> we can heal you up if you can keep doing that. Of course I can. Okay, so is that that you done? Yeah. You've moved away? Okay. Got your back, brother. So that's Damon's turn. Damon will, feeling this ache in his arm, just reach out mm -hmm. and summon his spiritual weapon next to the creature. Okay. As you cast it, it feels different. Like you don't feel as connected to it as you normally do. Like you can still move it and you can still cause it to attack, but it just doesn't feel the same. Oof. Still advantage. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, those are both 22s. Yeah, that will hit it. For 11 points of force damage. Cool. Nice. I just ah, oh, could have done better. Um. I don't believe I can do anything else. That was a bonus action. Yeah, that was yeah. a bonus action. Any actions you want to take? You know what? I've got this smite up. Yeah, run up. I'm going to charge forward and just hit it. Yeah. Do you have the movement? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, adjust. Justin. Justin. You'll be up in its melee range yeah, really. when it unfreezes. I know it's going to hurt me. I know I'm in its melee range, but okay. you know what? It's an advantage. Mm -hmm. It's a smite. Oh! Crit! Yes! Crit, baby! Okay, so that's three d6s. Hell yeah. Ah! Rude. Yeah, it's still six, 12, 17 damage. Nice! On my first attack. Okay. And 23, another. Seven points of damage on my second attack. Nice. As you swing your weapon down on it, you tear three of its legs off on one side. Oh, oh. Nice. Okay. Um, so fire damage, section. baby. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, fire damage for you. Yeah, sorry. Um, so that will be. So you made two attacks on it. Mm-hmm. One was from the spiritual weapon. No, I made it two oh, attacks on my sword. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you get you take ten points of fire damage from this thing as it heats up your weapon. Ah hell yeah, that's not nice. No, get out of there. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, oh I'm stood in front of it now like should have used command. <laughs> but no, this thing is already looking pretty rough from like oh, just hell what you guys yeah, have been hell doing. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Uh Liana. Uh, Liana's going to sneak her way over to this thing mm -hmm. and, at advantage, attempt a constrict attack. Okay. Um, that's 21 to hit. Yeah. The Remorage takes... Uh, six, 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Yeah. Is grappled instantly. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and... Apparently, until this grapple ends, the creature is restrained. Um, there is uh, an escape DC of 16, but it doesn't specify. I'm assuming that's strength. I'm, I guess it can use its action to get out of there? Yeah, it would need yeah. to use its yeah. action to roll the 16. Yeah. Okay. So it is restrained. Okay, cool. By snake. By snake. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> I'm not looking at it directly. <laughs> Okay, so the command will have dropped by this yes. point. Yes. Does my snake take fire damage? Yes, your snake does take fire damage. Just by being in its vicinity, Liana will take four points of fire damage. That's fine, she's a beefy snake. Mm -hmm. uh, so will Damon. Uh, yes, because you are in its melee range. Yeah, if you take the four points, yeah. Well. Cool. Ah, come on! <laughs> yeah, this thing is just like radiating heat. Oh, I need to make a concentration check if I've taken damage as well. Uh, yeah, do you remember how much you took? Because I do. 20. 20. Yeah. Yeah, um, 18. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Okay. Um, right, so it is the Remorad's turn. So, command has dropped, but it's restrained. restrained mm -hmm. So It can use its action to try and get out of that. Okay. And or it can attack at disadvantage. Yeah. It's going to try and attack the snake that's binding its legs to its body. Sure. So that's a disadvantage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a 12 to hit. Misses. Okay. So <laughs> it's like horrible jaws snapping, trying to get a hold on this snake, but the snake is too wily. <laughs> and it's still restrained. So that makes it Jackson's turn. <laughs> yes, guys. It sure does. <laughs> I'm going to cast Tidal Wave. From where you are? Or no. Thank <laughs> god, that's gonna get Damon. It, no. To where you start it from, like, here sideways? Yeah, I'll do it sideways. Jackson will just, like, reach out his now furry monkey hand <laughs> and just lift this wall of water from the earth and send it crashing down. Okay. Um, the Remorage has disadvantage on its dexterity save. Okay. I will also make a dexterity save for my snake. Yeah, just watch the snake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ooh. That was a, a natural 20 and an 8, so okay. that's 9. The snake luckily succeeds with oh. a dirty 20 and will take half damage. Okay. Um, <laughs> but the Remorage will take the full 48. Um, I guess like the end of Liana's tail sort of wraps around a rock or something and she's, <laughs> she's angering like, herself. <laughs> she's like, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> um, whew, um, 12, 17, 
24 points of <laughs> bludgeoning damage. Oh, okay. It is also knocked prone because it failed as a You are wrecking this poor centipede lying down, unable to move. Yes. And Very fired. <laughs> yes, and then regardless of the damage the snake would have took, as a bonus action, I'm going to turn it back into a staff. <laughs> because it's prone and very fired. And I just want my snake to not die. Yeah, that's fine. That's valid. So... I'll pick my stick up later. Someone get that for me! So your steak... Your steak? <laughs> your snake turns stiff as a board and lengthens out yeah. into, a, into a staff. Shrinks back down into wood. Mm-hmm. Mm. You couldn't have let me step away first? <laughs> no. You're a, you're a bit damp. <laughs> from the water that's come off this thing. So the, the water on the back of the remorage is heating up and just turning to steam and that's clouding the area. <laughs> you can steam your arm. You can get a bit of like heat steam. Oh my god. Uh, okay, is that your turn? Yes. <laughs> Super duper my turn. It's looking pretty rough. How are you? That is Val's turn. Chubby dooby! <laughs> I'm just going to go in and start trying to whack it again. Mm-hmm. Whack. I've, I've got the hit points, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Advantage. That's um, a 29. Um, no, a 30. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes. Yes, that will hit it. So a 30 for my first attack. Yep. For um, 8, 9, 10, 11 damage. Okay. And then that is a 24 to hit. Yep. 20 slashing damage. You have the floor. This is poor thing looking for food. Just comes around the corner and gets destroyed. By yeah, all of us. not a single attack no. made. So I'm just, so sorry. I will just take its head as I swipe it with my final great axe movement. Yeah, and just. Damon's just like yes, yes, that's so good. This head's. This thing's head just comes flying off, like eyes lolling in all directions and a nasty tongue slippering out of its mouth and getting caught up in its teeth and just lands with a thud on the rocks next to you. Always thought to run away from them things, not that hard. Not that hard at all. And it was... that was pretty alright. Good job. I don't fancy salting this one. No. No, 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 no. Probably very bitter. Still not there's anything worth harvesting on it. Um, uh, the spines maybe to sell? Uh, if they've cooled down, they're not going to try and burn me. We got like, the spines of its little like, mm. bit. Let's see if we can find anything. We can make an umbrella with the like the fan bit. I'm not making an umbrella. <laughs> I mean, we could make an umbrella. That's what I was saying. Yeah, you can make an umbrella if you want to. No, no. I don't want a freaky bug umbrella. I mean, I might because I can't really get one that fits me. Surely there's people who make stuff for goliaths. Yeah, but not in the town I'm from. Are you the only goliath in the place you're from? No. But I am pretty big for a goliath. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyone who wants to see if there's any parts on this thing worth harvesting, make a nature check. Fifteen. Thirteen. You keeping out of this one? Oh no, but while my shifting is still active, I would just like to do a perimeter check so I have advantage on the perception roll. Yeah, that's fine, we'll do that in a minute. Sure. Um, so, Damon, as you look this thing over, 
you sort of start to recognise like the sheen of its sort of armour-plated body. Like you maybe have seen this in armour, mm. like used in Eren before, or like further afield. Mm -hmm. um, so the the hide can be used to make armour. The secretion that comes out of its nasty, nasty mouth. Um, it's called Thrym, and it's valuable to alchemist when making heat-related magical items. Um, I know someone that would love that. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Damon would like to try and harvest the Thrym. Mm. <laughs> and if he can, some of the hide. Okay. Uh, Runs past you, guidance. <laughs> <laughs> yes! What, a, what is a harvesting check? Is medicine. that dex or... M yeah, medicine. Okay. Well, I can do that for you at advantage currently. Oh, I, I would absolutely love you. I, 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 monkey man is just monkeying around right now, just <laughs> looking at things. I, I've never harvested a creature part in my life. Oh, that's like totally how I survived. <laughs> okay. Like all the time. Because like not that long ago, my friends and I killed a hydra and we had to harvest the parts, but like I just let them do it and didn't even touch it because I didn't want to ruin it. Cool. Well, if you let me do it, I'm only like this for so much longer. <laughs> 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 well, look, I, I can take. We can take a look around while you do this. Sure. If we do it together, then yeah. it's like you do it. <laughs> ah, I love it when Carrie's is just aware of mechanics. Do you just want to like get on my shoulders or something? And... Yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I will happily climb you. Oh. Alright, I'm still gonna pick you up by your waist and put you on my shoulders. <laughs> Damon's cape like flaps behind the two of you in the wind. Let's make uh, do you have, um, are you better at looking than me? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, no. You're the guided one. I okay. mean, you're on the shoulders, so you're seeing further afield at this cool. point. That's what it's like to be a regular hobgoblin. <laughs> oh, that's Ooh. a 25. Okay. For perception yeah. as we so just like scout around the area. You have, you have a, a looking session. <laughs> um, Hold it with your pony down. <laughs> uh, no. Remoraz eggs, anywhere yes. that you can see. And thankfully, no more Remoraz. Okay. Seems that this thing was a solitary hunter. Like, it probably would have eaten another one if it had come across one. Mm. They probably would have fought to the death for right. territory and things like that. Um, you can see a little bit further up the mountain path. There's where there's been sort of clusters of trees previously. Now it's a sort of more open area. Mm -hmm. Like, more of an open field, I suppose. Mm. We're not far off and it's not like there's much more danger. I'm harvesting Thrym. Harvest that Thrym, roll them dice. Oh thank god, 18. Okay, so you can see that this thing's teeth are like dripping with this nasty secretion and it's got like two little glands sort of mm -hmm. in, the t in the roof of its mouth. Mm. So you've got a, you've got some vials and things that yeah I've got bits and bobs bits and bobs you can harvest two vials nice out of this thing you trying to get any armor or hide off it or I'm not really interested in that stuff but David did ask if you could oh if I could do that as well yeah. <laughs> um, then yeah I'll try that as well yeah like with your eighteen you manage to sort of get on with that okay it takes you a little bit of time because it's quite thick and. Pulling it off mm -hmm. of its of its corpse. Luckily, is... I have done the check before I slowly lose my tail and monkey features. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you manage it fine. It just takes you a little bit of time. So, you, like, if you guys want to take a rest while this is going on, that's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down and take a rest, and let the wild man do the wild work. I'll make you some lunch. Yeah. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they will take a rest and uh, heat up some of their supplies from Trist. Mm -hmm. Jackson will toss you the, the vials of Thrym. Thank you. I know someone who is absolutely going to love these. Sweet. Do you want the, the beets? Yeah. yeah, I'd love it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> You're the one who wants them. Yes. I will wrap those up. Sure. <laughs> We're taking a short rest then, because yes. you're all good. <laughs> doing anything in particular while you're doing that, or watching Jackson carve bits of this nasty big thing off? Mm -hmm. I'll keep an eye out around us as we're waiting and just yeah keep watch while eating and stuff. Yeah, you get the idea that while this thing was around, nothing else was really going to get in its way, so it's pretty quiet now mm -hmm. that this thing's dead. Nice. There is just, like, obviously his spiritual weapon unsummons after a minute. Yeah. But he's just... Spend some quiet time thinking about that. Mm. <laughs> it's just like closer I get to this place, more disconnected I feel. What do you mean? Oh, uh, that that spell I do where I summon the the spiritual axe. Oh yeah, that's like a deep connection with Medluvia. And, I don't know, that connection felt kind of weak. I don't know, getting mixed signals here. Big guy. <sighs> maybe it's some sort of trial he's putting, putting down for you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's... Maybe it's that. Hmm. If I could ask, I would ask, but I guess that's what believing's about, right? Yeah, I can't really do a sending message to the sky. <laughs> Go on, cheer up. Yeah, we're almost there, and then and then it'll it'll all ride itself. I have not. We'll sort it out. Okay. Or at least get a preview out of it. Yeah. Yeah, not a wasted trip, even if it doesn't doesn't help. Thank you both for being here. That's all right. It's been quite fun. Yeah, it's been a bit of a bit of a fun time. Little adventure. Do you normally find yourselves uh, fighting off this many things on the road together? Well, yeah, pretty much. It's been pretty well, more so when we were in the woods. Yeah, but like, I don't know about you, but not. This is about the most adventure I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Uh, pretty much most for me too, but I'm used to watching it, you know? Oh yeah, watching the explosion of the armour and the... <laughs> the toasting. The great toasting. Of Sir Colossi. <laughs> so what are you going to do after this? Because we're almost, like, done, you know? Well, I told you I'm still going to go up. That's a crash. Yeah. You just going to keep on to crash? I mean, I never really... Intended to go with you all the way. It's a bit, bit north for me. Just sort of helping you out while I'm in the area, I guess. Yeah, but the area seems to turn into all Caldera. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll see, see where I'm at when we've, we're done helping you. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to keep going north, I'm heading back south after this. So, options there. I suppose it's nice to know whatever direction I go, they'll be camping on the way. Yeah. Alright, should we get this over with? 
Yeah. Go stare at a battlefield. <laughs> Hope that it moves me. We can pretend and recreate it if you want. Yeah, that should be fun. Dramatic <laughs> reenactment. Yeah, I used to do that at the arena. Because I could definitely say both of you on. No, you couldn't. Yeah, I could. No, no. <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah. You want to bet? I could definitely do it. I don't think so. Yeah, I could. Before we part ways, we're doing that. Alright, fine. <laughs> I would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll mount Heracles again. Mm. Who's just stood there. <laughs> Alert, waiting, Minnie watching him round the corner like what? So, I'm so gonna, stressed I'm out. I'm going to go up to Minnie. I can, animals understand me. Okay. I'm just going to tell her. Like, <laughs> what, what do you say to Minnie? Are you using like speak with animals or? No, so let me just check what it's called. Um, I love this horse that we've just given anxiety. <laughs> so I have speech of the woods. Okay. Beasts can understand me. Okay. And. They don't speak common back to me, but I have the ability to decipher their noises and motions. Mm -hmm. So okay. I know I know what I know what horse vibes are. Okay. Um, <laughs> vibe check the horse. I'm gonna vibe check the horse. I'm gonna go up to Minnie because she seems really anxious, and I'll be like, "Look, love, look, love." Oh! I know it's really stressful. <laughs> I know you might not understand that this, but that that's a, it's a magic horse. <laughs> You've seen me cast magic on the road, right? <laughs> I can turn into animals. <laughs> Just think of that like magic that's forming something that looks like you but isn't. She sort of looks at Heracles, looks back at you, and you get the idea from from her faker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a fake horse. Looks back at Heracles, looks back at you. Very silly. <laughs> Very silly. Yes, Minnie. But you're, you're a real horse and you're very good. Yes. Damon is just staring at this. <laughs> completely bewildered. Just reach up and give her a scratch by the ear. She like bumps you with her big velvety muzzle. Yeah, there. Don't, don't worry, you're pretty little head about it. She sort of still gives Heracles a sideways glance like... <laughs> he won't pay no mind to you, so you don't pay no mind to him. She... <laughs> when you guys make your way off, she'll sort of trot ahead of this thing, flicking her tail, like, look at me, an actual horse. <laughs> now I've given her a different complex. <laughs> oh, my horse has a god complex now. Great. <laughs> I'll show you what a real horse trots like. Yeah, she trots very nicely, Ooh. like very prettily, like Ooh. picking up her hooves. Like a like a dressage pony might. <laughs> Alright, Minnie. <laughs> She'd be very weird. <laughs> you're you're a good you're a good girl. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Damon just leans forward and says to Heracles in goblinoid so these two can't hear it. Mm. You're better than her. <laughs> it says that the steed can understand one language of your choice. Yeah. Your horse is not better than my horse. Yeah. I repeat, in Goblin. <laughs> Don't listen to the mountain man. You're much better. I can still hear you. Don't listen to the mountain man. <laughs> Heracles sort of paws at the ground a bit, like eager to just be off. <laughs> Come on then. Okay. So. Yeah, you thought you could get shit past me. I just be Goblin, motherfucker. <laughs> Because, <laughs> um, what's his face? 
circle off that was a goblin. <laughs> How does the armor even go on you? A, go a goblin or a hobgoblin? Oh, okay, just it's a goblin. It's <laughs> not a goblin's armor. It looks like tit. a bib on you. Yeah. <laughs> a single boob. Get out of this one titty. Anyway, this titty. time on. Maybe I will make his armor just one titty. <laughs> this time on Horse Wars. <laughs> oh, we, will, we will ride on towards the fields that we saw. Okay. With your boring horses. <laughs> okay. After about another hour of ascending up the mountain, you reach another plateau uh, where the ground evens out beneath your feet and you can take some time to catch your breath. This must be the plateau that Triss described to you. Sure enough, a short walk later is enough to confirm in your minds that you have reached the still fields. There is a reverence in the air. The further you move in, the more telltale signs of battle you notice. Though a good 400 years have passed since the end of the war, the well-preserved tableau before you could have been fought upon a mere 12 months ago. Mm. Broken swords, discarded helms and long-forgotten shields punctuate the landscape. They increase in number until the ground is littered with lost weapons of war. As you walk, you find banners. Purple Mountain and Stars of Shadeborn, Red Trireme on the sea for Erin, and a few Elenithal Greys, which flutter and hang limply from broken flagpoles. All of these relics should have been long perished and decayed by this point, so to see them so well preserved after hundreds of years is perplexing. Damon, it's with a sickening clench in your stomach and a shudder down your spine that you recognise the battlefield from your dream. Oh, whoa, Heracles, stop. This is haunting, isn't it? This shouldn't look like this. It looks so oddly fresh. Yeah, it's very well preserved. It's not at all what I expected. I saw this when I was dreaming. Yeah? Exactly like this. The banners, the weapons. Damon's gonna dismount. Mm -hmm. In fact, he's just gonna dismiss the steed altogether. Okay. So he starts walking a little further onto this battlefield. This is... This is horrifying. <laughs> so many... So many people fought here. <laughs> you used to be in the army though, didn't you? Yeah, but I've never seen a battlefield with... Littered with this many weapons, or... <laughs> I mean, these are forces much larger than we ever travelled with. It's the three different colours, I take it. With three big armies. Do you know anything about the War of the Three Crowns? Bits and bobs. Wasn't really our problem. It was hundreds of years of fighting between Aaron and Shadeborn at the Kashani Mountain Range and Illinithil in the far frozen north. Mm. All three forces trying to take the continent. This is one of the final battlefields. It didn't end well then, I take it. War ended in a stalemate. No one won. Everyone backed off and formed their own city steads. I'm gonna dismount off Minnie as well. Yeah, hop down. <laughs> With how like well preserved this place is looking. Yeah. There's no like bodies or anything around, is there? Just no bodies. Look over. No bodies that you can see. It's mainly just sort of the detritus of a battle, so like weapons, armor, shields, the heraldry, so like flagpoles and things like that. Mm -hmm. For anything more than that, make an investigation check. I'm gonna guidance myself. Cool. If anyone else wants to have a like 
closer look around. Yeah. Have a little wonder. Ooh. Twenty-one. Okay. Fourteen. Fifteen. Um, so the two of you, mm -hmm. sort of between you, it's quite a wide open battlefield. So between you, you managed to find fifty-two gold pieces. Ooh. Not a huge amount considering just how many weapons there are here. Like you, you get the idea that sort of thousands of people were on this battlefield. Mm -hmm. And as well as that, you find a gold signet ring with a stag's head. Just about fits over your little pinky finger. Oh. I feel like this will fit you better. Tosses it to Damon. You don't particularly recognise like any like particular house or name oh. that it might come from. So maybe it's just worth a little bit of money now. Oh, hang on to it. Okay. Into a little pouch. Um, Jax, you find a wand with a coiled vine design on it. What should I add to my inventory, precious? Um, I'll get you to check it in a minute. Okay. And then a bottle of what looks like some sort of healing potion. Okay. Um, can I sort of... I have a herbalist kit. Mm. So even though I don't have any potions on me, I would. I might have like made them in the past for okay. the other shifters and whatnot. Can I just sort of take a look at it and see yeah. if it is in fact a healing potion? Yeah, make an arcana check. Or, or a medicine check, whichever one works better for you. Guns anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just give myself the most bonus. Um, oh thank god. 10, 12, 12. Okay. It, you're not immediately certain because mm. why would that look like this after 400 years you'd expect a healing potion like that to have expired or gone nasty by this point mm. but seems fine just when you realize what it is it's greater healing potion just a regular greater healing potion yeah huh damn cool and the yes someone must have dropped it out of their out of their belongings when they were fighting and the the wand the wand with the coiled vine design uh did you make an arcana or medicine check that was medicine, but I can make an arcana check for the... Yeah, yeah, give it a... give it a whirl. Guidance! Love <laughs> <Enough> guidance. <laughs> so good. Thank... really? Really? <laughs> Seven. Huh. Well, I'm not 100% sure. It's a wand. Sure is a wand. It's got a pretty leaf design on it. Like, vine sort of entwining all the way up to the end of it. Okay, I'll just put wand. What you got up there? Um, some sort of wand that I'm assuming is magical. It's got vines on it. Don't really know what it does. It's pretty. It's pretty. <laughs> and holds up the healing potion. 400 years would typically expire something like this. And it's alright? Yeah. Do you not think that that's very strange? No, this whole place is strange. I, I mean, like, look at it, it doesn't... <laughs> I've been to other battlefields. Mm. I've been up to the Copper Hills. They, they don't look like this after hundreds of years. It's like it was fought yesterday. Is there just... Is there something arcane around here? Does it feel like there's something arcane around here? There's some sort of, like, 
odd reverence around this place. Like, like you've all been to sort of magically attuned places or places where arcane runes or glyphs are sort of written into the to the foundations of the walls or things like that. This isn't quite the same feeling, but it's it's definitely odd feeling here. Like, I wouldn't say uncomfortable, but just different. Like, there's a sort of there's something different in the air. Like a sort of, like there's a stillness, definitely. If you guys want to have another little look around, I can see if I can pick up on anything magical about the area. Yeah, all right. This is for you, by the way. I'm gonna throw you your cut of the money we found. Oh, cheers. Thank oh, you. No worries. Um, while these two are just pottering about, Jackson will get out this old time mm -hmm. and flick through and sit down and ritual cast detect magic. Okay. How far does that reach? Right. Or what radius does that cover? So after 10 minutes, out from me, mm -hmm. it's a 30 foot sphere and it lasts for 10 minutes. Okay. Um, so the wand uh -huh. lights up when you cast yeah. that. It should have the aura of its school of magic, if any. So the wand gives off a conjuration okay. sort of feel. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll have a little potter around and see if there's any holocaust spots of, of magic. Nothing in particular sort of makes itself known to you, not in the same way that the wand does, mm -hmm. but there's a sort of general aura about the area, but you notice it more as you sort of go to the opposite end of the field. So the the area you came in from, mm -hmm. like at that side of it, things would be sort of more on the cold side. Mm -hmm. But the more you go to the other side, like that feeling starts to get more like like warmer in you. And it's a transmutation kind of feeling. But it's nothing specific that's here. It's yeah. more just like a general aura. The okay. vibe check. Yeah. Pick anything up? Stronger in this direction. Um, feels like a transmutation. Hmm. That means nothing to me. Uh, you know, like turning one thing into another thing. Huh. Altering stuff. And weaker in that direction? Yeah, weaker from where we came from and stronger the more we go in. Okay. Damon, as you've been looking around the area, you can feel that pulse in your arm again. In which case, I'll just sort of walk yeah. and stop and sort of feel it out. Yeah, like, you can feel as though it's sort of pulling you in a direction, and if you follow it, it takes you more towards the centre of the battlefield. So, as you sort of get closer and you can feel like this is the way that it's tugging you, and it has been tugging you since you've stepped foot on this mountain, you see a large rock jutting out of the ground, and it's this rock that feels like you're being tugged towards. Then just sort of, almost in a trance, just feeling his, yeah. his shoulder aching, yeah. move towards the rock, yeah. move like, right up to it. Your arm doesn't feel painful, it feels more like a stronger and stronger connection, like two magnets coming together. Ooh. Walk right up to the rock. Okay. So it's one of those sort of it's kind of like a pride rock kind of yeah. rock, so like nah. to, to walk up to it and you'd have like a sort of sheer drop from it on the other side, like maybe about 10 feet or so. So you walk up this little slope towards the edge of the rock and you can see a dark iron handle of a weapon sticking out of it. 
at the end. <laughs> okay, Maggie, show me what you got. Like at, up at the top. Yeah. Damon will walk up the rock to the top to inspect. Mm -hmm. While the swords and shields littering the battlefield are looking quite broken and dishevelled, even though they're still preserved pretty well, the weapon that you're walking up to has a gleam to it as though it's never taken a hit. <laughs> you look further down the weapon, closer to the head, and you see that it's a battle axe. Half of it's stuck in the rock, the other half sticking out of the ground. <sighs> you can see as you get closer and you inspect it, there are some letters in goblinoid on the blade. But with the other half stuck in the rock, you can't fully make out what it says. You right up there? Yeah, I just uh, found something cool. What kind of cool? Hmm. Kind of like... Big old axe stuck into a rock cool. <laughs> Damon will reach down, like, reach down and grab onto the handle. Okay. Devious DM face. <laughs> you receive another flash of a vision. It's Iselios once again. He's falling down upon the rock that you are now standing on. A lance buried in his back while his attention is diverted. The battle axe that he's holding wedges into the rock between him and it's stuck fast. And it's in that exact position that you found it. You get the idea that this is where Iselios fell. <sighs> I think this is where he died. Wait, what? It's <laughs> just circling around the rock, looking at things. <laughs> yeah. This is where Gold he died. <laughs> that war hero I was talking about. Oh, the other goblin. Yeah, so I you, think this is his axe. So you were being drawn to him. Then we're just gonna grasp it with both hands mm -hmm. and see if he can pry it out of the rock. With a hefty tug and a growl of effort, the battle axe comes free of the rock encasing it, crumbling it to pebbles. The blade that was stuck in the ground is far larger than the one that was previously visible and is punctuated by divots and dagger-like points along its edge. The whole battle axe is expertly crafted from black iron. The, the, handle, <laughs> the handle ending in a beveled spike. As you hold it in your hand, the newly visible blade starts to glow until it's burning red hot as coals in a forge. The goblinoid word between the blades is now fully revealed and it translates itself to you as obedience. As you read the word, a thin sheen of blood inexplicably oozes over the axe head, dripping off the blades and onto the dirt below you. All at once, Jackson and Valorian are thrown backwards as if Damon is the heart of an explosion. <laughs> Hitting the ground 20 feet away, the two of you stand up, winded and surprised, but otherwise unhurt. Uh... Hello? You just cast a spell up there, mate. No. Ah. A swift breeze picks up around you all, tugging up dust from the battlefield and whipping it around your legs. The debris swirls and coalesces, coming together to form four ghostly figures not far from Jackson and Valorian. 
The figures bear various heraldry from each of the warring nations, Eren, Shadeborn, and Elanethel. A little way from Daemon, who stands with the arm of Maglubia in hand, another figure starts to coalesce before him. A tall, ghostly hobgoblin, with the battle axe of Maglubia emblazoned across his chest, strides slowly forward to him out of the dust. Iselios's glowing green eyes burn into you, fixed on the battle axe in your hand. He reaches behind him and draws a ghostly longsword from his back. Damon, a deep commanding voice whispers in the back of your head. Show me that you are worthy of your oath. I would like oh. to roll initiative. Oh! Am I still rolling at disadvantage? No. Ooh. You find yourself like fueled with a sudden burst of power holding this axe. Oh. So you're aware, Jax and Val, you've been thrown to opposite ends. Yeah, okay. So you've got each of you have got two soldiers coming towards you. My bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> My squire. No. <laughs> right, have we all rolled, on this, rolled initiative? Yes. 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 Uh, Jax? 23. Woo! Of course. God damn it. Uh, Damon? 16. Okay. And Val? 20. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well just keep things in this order. Uh, Jackson, you are up first. Oh boy! Um, There's dust still whipping around everywhere, like getting in your eyes, like catching at your skin. Mm hmm. Realizing that he is currently alone with no view of his allies, oh. uh, Jax is going to cast Guardian of Nature on himself. Mm. Okay, what does um, it do? So, it is a bonus action spell. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm choosing the feature Great Tree. Okay. So my skin moulds to a barky texture mm -hmm. with like leaves and twigs coming out of me. Mm -hmm. I get 10 temporary hit points. Okay. I make con saves with advantage. Mm -hmm. I make dex and wisdom based attack rolls with advantage. Okay. Uh, and while I am on the ground, 15 feet around me is difficult terrain for my enemies. Okay. Nice. Cool. Uh, so that is my bonus action, and I'm just gonna hold a whack attack with my staff okay. for if anyone comes in melee range of me. Okay, cool. And are you staying where you are? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna plant steadfast for now. Yep. Val. So there's two either side of me, yeah? Yep. Cool, I'm Coming gonna... your way. Oh, I'm gonna go for the close. Uh, yeah. So 5, 10, 15. And as I'm running to this guy, mm -hmm. turn around and fling a firebolt behind me um, as my cantrip action. To the other guy? To the other guy behind me. Yes. That's, that's 120 feet it can go? Yeah. Yes. So. It's a net 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> The guy behind me is going to take um, 24 points of fire damage. Okay. And then the one in front of me, I'm just going to hit with use my bonus action to hit with my great axe. That's a 30 to hit. Oh no, 20, 29 to hit. Sorry. Oh my god. Oh, it doesn't hit now. Okay. AC <laughs> is 30. You see. Yeah. 12 slashing damage. Okay. And then, yeah, I'll action surge and do the same again. Why not? <laughs> so that's why you're on my hit. <laughs> With the fire thing again. Okay. 
34... <laughs> 34 um, fire damage. So he goes down. Oh! And you're on that guy still. Yeah, just um, smiling down at him like... So, Damon. Um, Iselios' eyes are locked on you. Mm. You've just heard Maglubiot's voice, he assumes, in the back of his head. Looks down at this axe in his hands. Goes, okay, you're on. Charges a branding smite into the axe with a bonus action and charges forward to try and hit this spirit of a great war hero in front mm-hmm. of him. Okay, you make an attack against this thing, mm-hmm. but he's impossibly difficult to hit, so you'd be rolling at disadvantage against him. Okay. Still an 18. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. So that's 15 slashing damage with the arm of Maglubia. Okay. Plus an additional 7 radiant damage. Well, like my second one also at disadvantage. Okay. Um, that's not going to hit, I don't think that's only... What is it? 11. No, doesn't hit. This soldier's eyes are sort of burning into you with absolute fury that you are wielding its weapon. <laughs> okay, so... The ones on Jackson mm-hmm. are going to move in. Right, so they are going to make spear attacks against you. That is a 24 to hit. Hits. So that will be uh, 11 piercing damage. Okay, let me just make a con save for my spell. Uh, yeah, 10. Okay. It's fine. And then the other one uh, is another 24 to hit. Yep. And that's four piercing damage. Four. Let me just take another console. Yeah. Uh, like 19. Okay, these guys are expertly trained in fighting at range. You can see one of them bears the sort of greys of Elenithal and the other one purple of Shadeborn. Like stabbing in their spears, mm. one catching you in the side and one catching you in the leg. Okay, the other guy. Go on, mate. Have fanciest chances. Show what you're made of, little man. I'll use your spear like a toothpick when I've got you down. Uh, that's only a ten. So you duck out of his way. Oh, this is why you died. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that you took down. Mm-hmm. There's dust whipping around yeah, the space where you where you felled him. And he stands back up. Yeah! Oh god! Oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! He's also gonna come in and make a spear attack at you. Doesn't hit you though. That's an eight to hit, so. Alright! Like slamming down with this lance. <laughs> with a spear, rather. Alright, cheeky. Okay. <laughs> Solis' turn. Oh god. If anything of a show of strength, the Harbinger shifts through you uh-huh. and moves behind you. You and just feel this cold, sort of sickly feeling as he passes through your body. Okay. Bring it on, bastard. And he's gonna take two attacks at you with his ghost blade. That is only a 12 to it hit. Doesn't hit. Yeah. And then the next one. 
is a 14 to hit. Doesn't, doesn't hit either. Then it spins around and just deflects them both with yep. this huge axe. Mm -hmm. Like, not in your life or death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are back to the top of the round. Jackson. Um, Jackson is going to trace his hand through the air and just coalesce any moisture and then a shard of ice is going to form between his fingers yeah. as he flicks an ice knife at the one in front of him. This one here? Yep. Uh, yep. Thanks to Guardian of Nature, it is a wisdom-based attack, mm -hmm. so I make it an advantage. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Um, <laughs> 26 to hit. I'm cost Oh, sorry, I meant to say I'm costing this a second level. Okay. Um, 26 to hit. Yep. So he will take a d10 of cold damage. Uh, three points of cold damage. Okay. And then needs to make a dexterity save. Okay. Else take 3d6 of cold damage. <laughs> we know how ice knife works now. We, we sure do. <laughs> we love that functioning ice knife. That's an 11 on his dex save. Fail! Cool. 3d6. <laughs> we love a fail. <laughs> excellent, excellent. 11 more points of cold damage. Okay. And then, bonus action. I'm going to use the shillelagh cantrip on my staff, mm -hmm. and then use my movement to get in his, get up in his business. This guy. Yes. Oh, yep. Yeah. Let's put you on an actual square, Jax. There you go. Yeah. Then... So if he tries to run away, at least I can bonk him. Yes. Bonk. Bonk. Another bonk damage. Like Rafiki, just like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And considering they have reach weapons, they will probably need to back away from you to get a proper strike in. Good. That's my turn. Cool. Valorian. Staying within this dude's like range, I'm going to move around to this side. So these two are in a nice little line for me. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to pull out a red dragon scale and just crush it in front of them. Yeah. And I would like them both to make a dex 13 save for me, please. Okay, one second. I'd like to think he got this that was just stuck to the armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, spell components. Uh, one's a natural one, cool. and one is a 14. That still makes it, but it gets half damage. Okay. As a huge line of 30 foot of fire just erupts from the floor underneath them. Hmm, okay. Sorry, what spell is this? Agas Agonar's Scorcher. Hell yeah. Uh, <coughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine fire damage. Uh, so, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nine so, fire. Let's say the guy closest to you takes <laughs> The full nine, and then the guy a bit further back takes four. Mm -hmm. Okay, Damon. <sighs> Squares up with Ocelios mm -hmm. <laughs> and reaches out and summons his spiritual weapon behind him. Okay. You find the connection is strong again. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So that's my bonus action. Gonna try and take a sweep. A sweep with that. Spiritual weapon's a natural one. Oh no! Welcome, welcome to my pain. <laughs> um, Icarus feels you from across the across Calera. But gonna try and take two great axe attacks. Mm -hmm. oh, come on, the first one's a twelve. I think it's because this is at an angle as well. That's not helping. Second one's a crit. Nice. Hey. Um. Like, swings down, brings the axe up, takes the second blow for 12 slashing damage. Hmm. Okay. The Harbinger looks livid. <laughs> you are damaging it with its own weapon. Time to move on, buddy. 
Okay. This guy gonna get within ten feet of Jax mm-hmm. and try and take a stab with his spear. That's a dirty twenty to hit. Yeah, that hits. So that'll be uh, six points of piercing damage. Six points of damage. Let me do my comp save. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fifteen. Okay. And then the second one is going to back up. Cool. I would like to reaction. Take an attack with my shillelagh weapon. You can, yeah. Which is at advantage because it's wisdom based. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Oh no, plus eight. Um, 14? No, sorry. He sort of ducks out of your way as you try and hit him with oh. your stuff. Bugger. And we'll take a lance attack at you. Uh, for a 24 to hit. Yeah. That'll be. Whoop. Seven points of piercing damage. Uh, crit on my console, so okay. I'm good. Nice, nice. And then the ones with Val. Um, let me see. That guy's going to back up, I guess, into that, just like diagonally towards you. Yep, there. Okay, I want to take my thingy then, my opportunity attack as he moves away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, for a, a 23 to hit. Yep. Thirteen slashing damage. Okay, one second. Yep. I'm just gonna square it up with it. Like, come on then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's gonna take an attack at you. That's a nineteen to hit. That's my armor class. Okay, cool. That's nine points of piercing damage to you. Okay. And then the second one is going to move in towards you within ten feet. Yeah. And do the same. Let's take a stab at you, that's 21 to hit. That does hit. That's 9 points of piercing damage. That hits. Okay. Asodius is going to make two ghost blade attacks against you, Damon. That's a 16 to hit. Uh, nope. Okay. And that's crit. Ooh. Okay. How hard doth this guy hit? It's his hubris, he knocks one of the blows back. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Stab right in the side. Ow. So you will take 11 slashing damage and 26 force damage. Christ. You can feel this thing sort of vibrating through your skeleton. Mm. Okay, he's gonna stay right where he is. Jax. Um, I can hear that other people are fighting in other places, yes? Oh yeah. Yeah, can I see anywhere at all? Yeah, if you sort of glance over your head, you can see Damon locked one-on-one with this uh-huh. green glowing hobgoblin. Mm-hmm. And further off at the other side of the field, you can see Val fighting two similar soldiers to you. Okay. Um, for my action, I am going to cast Thunder Wave at third level. Okay. So booming out of me in a 15 foot cube, mm-hmm. um, just this wave of thunder. Both of these guys need to make a constitution save for me, please. Okay. Constitution. Is that undead? Let's find out. So, two constitution saving throw. Uh, one is a nine and one is a 16. Uh, the 16 succeeds, but the nine fails. Okay. So. 
17 points of thunder damage to the one that failed, and eight. eight to the one that succeeded. Okay, so one of them goes down. Nice. You'll be back, mister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be Probably. back. Um, and then Jax is gonna back up to wherever he can, like, wherever he can get a better view of, like, where Damon's at. Okay. You, f- you as you try and get closer to where uh-huh. Damon is, you find yourself just stopped, as though there's a wall of force separating the two of you. Okay, that's fine. I would like to summon, if I'm able to, mm-hmm. summon the spirit of the bear beside him. You summon the spirit, and it's immediately forced out. Okay, twenty feet away from him. In which case, can I get it as close to Val as possible, or...? Uh, how big is the range on your conjuring it? Like, where can you, like, how far away can you put it? Within 60 feet of me. What's that? I can't... Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then... Yes. Give me a bear, mate. <laughs> cool. So just, like, on the edge of this aura that is... But... If it re- if it is allowed to reach him, Damon's still within 30 feet of the bear. Val does, Damon doesn't. Okay. It's like, what you've cast won't penetrate this force field. Okay, well, get your nice temporary hit points, Val. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, Damon. What? <laughs> yeah, you can just about hear him from the outside, but it's muffled, like he's underwater. Ooh, okay. Um, if I've got any movement le- left, I'll just get back in this guy's melee range, so if he moves away from me, I'll can bonk him. Sure. Fit back. Val. Hello, fellas. I'm going to move directly in between them, so they're both now in my melee range. <laughs> and take my two attacks per action, one on one, one on the other. Okay. So spin to this guy first, to my left. Yep. Ooh, that's a 14. One second. To hit? Yeah. No. Ooh. It clangs off his shield. And the next one is a 29 to hit. <laughs> yeah, no hit. So I hit, I don't hit the first one, I'm like, ah, oh, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> this is mate. Then I even turn around, just sling it backwards and hit the other one. <laughs> right, hit the guy right in the head. Um, for 17 slashing damage. Okie dokie. They're both looking pretty rough. I'll shout over to Jack, so... These things get up when they're dead. They just keep popping back up. Fuck. <laughs> Bit of an endurance run, innit? I don't like this! <laughs> oh, Jax. That's a bit of fun. No! <laughs> okay. Um, right. Are you doing any bonus actions or anything? No. I'm okay. fine. <laughs> nice. Aye. Okay, okay, okay. Damon. Damon stares at this spirit. Flips the axe over in his hands a few times. Mm-hmm. He seems to piss him off even more. <laughs> going to cast a thunderous smite onto mm-hmm. the axe as a bonus action. Okay. Um, I've got spell slots here. Mm-hmm. And take a swing for it. Okay. With his first attack. That is a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Um, okay, so that's D12. Football. Footballs! Footballs! They're all right though. Because they look the same as the D20s. <laughs> These ones are so big. 
Um, plus 2d6 of thunder damage. Stupid ones. Four points of slashing damage and 12 points of thunder damage. Nice, hang on. Four slashing, 12 thunder. Mm-hmm. Good job. Okay. Gonna take a second attack. Okay. Oh, that's gonna be a 22 to hit. Yeah. And in this one, it's gonna use special action Divine Smite okay. to use 3d8s of radiant damage. Oh, okay. Um, so that's using a second level spell slot. Nice. Um, so, football. <laughs> it's a football! It's a football! That's for you, cat. <laughs> oh, okay. So that is a tasty, tasty 14 points of slashing damage. One sec. Yep. Plus an additional six points of radiant. Six points of radiant. And then my spiritual weapon, I'm going to try and take a swing as a bonus action. Okay. Oh, yes! 26. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, so force damage. D8 damage. Nice. For 12 points of force damage. You have the floor. Oh! Oh! The Harbinger lets out this bellowing roar as he just fades away to nothing. <laughs> the soldiers that you're fighting equally blow away as if dust on the wind. Oh God. The ones that you've killed don't get back up. Damon <laughs> just sort of drops down to his knees, the spiritual weapon fading away into thin air and the other one is on a hand. Head on up the little... Yeah, are we able to get up to Damon now? Uh, yeah, the force field's gone. Yes, I will dismiss my bear. <laughs> and just drop being barky. Do I lose my three hit points? My three temporary hit points? Yes, you lose your three temporary hit points. <laughs> what's what's even the point? I've only got 108 left. Well, that's, that's good. So, the dust settles and quiet returns to the steel fields. And the two of you are able to make your way up to Damon. You alright? What did you do? Your bloody cursed axe. Pulled the axe out of the rock. And you had to fight its previous owner? Yeah. And I won. Alright. Good job. Start looking the axe over properly. Put my hand out for you to stand up. Take it. Let you pull me up to my feet. Good job, Aero. Well, I don't know about hero. <laughs> decimated the spirit of a war hero. That can't be good. Well, he started it. <laughs> As you're looking over the axe, a deep, commanding voice purrs in the back of your head. Damon look freezes up, stiffens. Your will is strong and your skill impressive. The one that defeats the Harbinger can claim the title, the glory, and the coveted arm for themselves. And images start to flicker through your mind. You stand ahead of a legion of soldiers, your arm raised high with the glowing battle axe of Maglubia in your hand. You bellow a roar of battle and a resounding, exhilarating cheer from the troops fills you with pride. Be my harbinger. Lead Eren's forces into battle in my name. Fulfill your oath and make me proud throughout the ages. The flickering continues. You stand on a podium, crowds cheering and rejoicing before you, celebrating a war won under your leadership. What do you need me to do? Dana's eyes are sort of like, wide in shock as he sort of feels the handle of this great axe. Lead my armies. 
become the right hand of my commander. The vision carries on. You turn to your left and you catch the eye of your superior. Constantine Nephus looks back at you. <laughs> A crown of laurels atop his head, golden hair gleaming in the sunlight. He smiles at you and speaks. Today, Caldera. Tomorrow, beyond. Damon's hands just open to release the axe. That you can see him shaking. Mm-hmm. Not him. <laughs> I'm not taking orders from him. You will take orders from who I bid, and you will obey. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sort of backing up to the edge of the rock. No, I. You want me to obey blindly? You really want me to believe that what they're doing is right? I can't do that. I won't do it. I won't. There's silence for a moment. And then. a shiver fills the battlefield. Weapons and shields start to rise up from the ground, shuddering upright as though puppeted by invisible strings. They slowly turn on their axes to point towards Damon, slowly advancing in his direction until he's surrounded. The sky darkens to a blood red, and the smell of blood, sweat, and wet earth fills the air. The echoing shouts of commanders and the clash of steel ring out, although muffled, as though struggling to reach through the veil of the past. A sudden force seizes Damon by the jaw, an unseen hand, its grip ironclad, clutching his face as it slowly lifts him off the ground. Two feet, three, four, five. The force clenches, feeling as though it could snap Damon's jaw like a wishbone. You hear the voice in your head again. I raised you from the filth to greatness and glory. Is this insolence how you repay me? No. (laughs) I made my oath to you. You gave me strength to pull myself out of that place and I gave you glory. My life is my own. This is what you want from me? There will always be war. There will always be people who must protect what belongs to them. Without the order of my domain, soldiers are little better than animals tearing themselves to shreds over food. This war is for nothing. Nothing. The world is peaceful right now. If this is the conquest you see for me, I revoke my oath and reclaim my own glory. There's a long, jarring silence in your head. The voice creeps back in. Deathly purr in your ear. Do you seek to throw away everything I bestowed upon you? Better than taking your orders like a dog. Then so be it. Bear this shame until your body decays and your bones are dust. All shall know of your defiance and all will see what becomes of the one who breaks an oath to Maglubiate. 
the two-headed battle axe that you discarded on the ground bursts into ashes, swirling around you and stinging every lesion on your body. <laughs> the ashes center in on the gauntlet on your left hand, turning the bright gold to dark, cold iron. Into the surface, the symbol of Maglubiat's battle axe burns into the metal as though with a red-hot brand. The wind whistles and screams with the cries of long dead soldiers building until a height until the force releases your jaw, dropping you to the ground with a thud. The weapons and shields that have been hovering follow suit, tumbling to the ground with a resounding clatter. There's a long, hollow silence. What are you guys doing? Rushing over to him. Getting up to sort of end up on my knees. Just offer a hand out. Take it. I'm not going to ask if you're alright because I know what the answer to that probably is. No, I'm fine. At first, it seems like you are. The pulsing in your left arm turns to a dull ache that starts to build and intensify until your arm is spasming. This is the most excruciating thing you've ever heard, you've ever felt, and you've gone through war. It feels as though instead of blood, there's hot oil burning underneath your skin. <sighs> I, I'm fine. <sighs> I'm just gonna cast cure wounds on him. At first level. Like, I don't care if it doesn't do anything, I'm just doing it. <laughs> Ten hit points. You regain the hit points, but the pain is still excruciating in your arm. <laughs> it doesn't even seem to touch it. Jax, if you look closer, uh -huh. you can see that the gauntlet, the now iron black metal gauntlet, is fusing to his skin. <laughs> we can cut it off. My arm? Yeah. Or just your hand? No. <laughs> no. I know someone who can probably help with this. I, I can. I can bear it. I can bear it. Don't have nothing. <laughs> Let's just get out of here. This place is... This place is fucked. <laughs> Please. I'm just gonna pick you up then. Yeah. I was gonna see if I can like... It's a harmless sensory effect like falling leaves or a puff of wind. If I can just like make some water with Druidcraft just to like... douse the heat. Helps for a moment, but then it's back to the same. Intense burning pain. Help for a second. Let's, let's find the lake. Yeah, yeah. Let's find the lake. I just whistle really loudly for yeah. Minnie to come to the where we are. Yeah, she comes galloping up to you. Just jump like up onto her with you in my arms. I'm gonna wild shape into a tiger. Yeah, sure. Just so I can run. Yeah. You got any spells that can freeze it? I don't care if that hurts. Nothing's gonna hurt more than this. Yeah, alright. Uh, on my lap, I'm just going to chromatic orb of ice, like hold your arm. Roll damage. 
um, for eight points of cold damage. I'll take it. <laughs> and then just look around to see where the path would be continuing up towards where the... Yeah, like, like you can see be. it sort of come out the other side of the battlefield. And then just kick um, Minnie into action and she'll yeah. just spur on and yeah. gallop. Yeah, I'll let yeah. out a roar and go chasing ahead. Yeah. So you make your way out of the battlefield. Ahead of you, through a cluster of trees and foliage, you can see the expansive, placid waters of what can only be Lake Stillwood, stretching out hundreds of feet in each direction. The water's dark, lapping against the damp earth at its edges. Many will just keep going into the water until we're all submerged. <laughs> you try to. Oh. You get up to the edge of the water, and it's as if Minnie's sort of pushed backwards. Not again. <laughs> it's a different sort of sensation as previously when Damon was sort of locked in with the fighter. It's just a gentle, no, not here. All right, fine, get off and start trying to push it, like, go in myself. Same thing, just, no. I take myself out of wild shape. Does mm -hmm. it feel like a magical barrier? Of some description. Your detect magic is dropped. Oh, it's long gone. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's definitely an aura here. Mm -hmm. But like, does it feel like a spell has been cast here, or without a, another detect magic, you probably couldn't sense what it is. Like, there's there's definitely a an aura of something. Okay. If I put my hand forward, can I feel? Yeah. A physical thing. Yeah. Fourth level dispel magic. Uh, you try it and. You can see the sort of arcane, the swirl of arcane magic for a dispel magic spell mm. sort of flitter across the surface of something and it's as if it expands over a dome mm -hmm. that's surrounding the whole lake. I put you down and see if you can just walk in. Then we'll try. When mm. it fails, you'll try and hit it with a sword. When you try and hit it with a sword, it pushes you back, but more forcefully. <laughs> Make a perception check, everyone. 25. 16. 16. Jax, you hear it first. There's a rustle of leaves in the foliage not far from you. I whip my head around. Can't Who's there? Who's there? Tiptoe closer. What do you want? Who's there? Who are you? Who are you? More to the point. We've got a, a man here is hurt, he just needs some water from the lake. We can't get through. A figure steps out from the foliage. You see an elven figure coming out of the trees. It's got soft brown hair that's starting to show signs of greying. He's got crow's feet at the corners of his eyes. Like, you'd imagine, you'd guess maybe he's between about 500 and 600. He's wearing Incredibly anachronistic clothing, like his robes seem very outdated and like no one really wears this style anymore and there's something sort of Shadeborn-esque about the cut of it um, and but definitely not something that people would wear these days and at his side he's got a book holster with a thick well-loved spell book at one side and a wand of twisted dark wood with a purple quartz crystal in it. He seems kind of nervous and hesitant seeing you all. He's got a knife held out. Please, we don't want to hurt you. I just need some water. What's happened to you? I just left my hand with the gauntlet like fusing into the skin. 
he immediately sort of drops his knife to his side and comes closer, sort of holding a hand out to inspect it. And not even considering distrusting, considering the paint he's in. Yeah. My God. Uh, uh, I can't do anything myself, but I know someone who might be able to help. Please, it hurts so much. Okay, okay. Uh, all your weapons, all your weapons, holster them. Put them away. Okay, okay. Holster my sword again. And I, I need you. It's going to sound very odd, but I need you to not mean any harm to anything here, whatsoever. All right. Sure. Really don't. Yeah. You're not gonna hurt us. We're not gonna hurt you. We're not here to attack you. Okay. Okay. He walks around the side of the lake what looks like a smooth, flat, like, small rock. And anyone who's looking closely can see that there's a glyph on it. Mm -hmm. And standing on the glyph, faces the lake and starts walking forward. You'd think that he would either get pushed back or he would just start splashing into water. But it's as though a stone pathway coalesces and forms beneath his feet as he walks. Huh. He turns back. Come on then. Bim doesn't hesitate. I follow the exact suit. Mm -hmm. A little bit more weary, but we'll follow. Yeah. Yeah. Where it had been a midsummer evening, where you'd stood on the banks of the lake, you step forward, and suddenly there's a chill in the air. Mm. You take another step, and somehow, you're standing in the twilight of deep winter. Though there's no breeze, the temperature inexplicably drops, and your breath turns to mist before you. You look down, and though you expected a splash and a shock of wet feet, a stone walkway firmly supports your path. You look back up. Where the lake was previously vast and empty, a magnificent keep sits on foundations in the middle of the dark, quiet water. The keep. An impressive stronghold of pale grey stone, the design is clearly that of Shadeborn, though of an era long past. Small windows are scattered generously around the walls, along with symmetric crenellations for archers and artillery. Foliage surrounds and splays from the archways in the castle walls, green leaves now tinged blue and white with crystallised frost. A fortified wooden door stands at the end of a stone walkway, and you notice two guards on either side of it. However, though they are stood upright in their armour, their heads are lolled forward and you can hear soft snores emitting from their helmets. The elf ignores these two sentinels and opens a small door within the main entrance to allow you inside. Val, you might need to duck to get in. <laughs> Big. <laughs> within, the decor is just as dated as the elf's attire. Decorations, furnishings and ornaments, all relics of the war age. The elf leads you down corridors and through fine reception rooms. Old flagstone floors, luxurious tapestries and dimly lit hearths. You pass more sleeping guards in certain doorways, though he pays no mind to any of them. He seems to be looking for something, or someone. Something else you notice, as you're walking through, is just how sleepy you suddenly feel. It's that relaxed sensation of just having left a hot bath, or having listened to gentle music. While you're not at the point of dropping unconscious into slumber, you all suddenly feel very tranquil and calm. It's a nice place, isn't it? There's a weird feeling. Bit of a funny feeling, Jude. Yes. What are those two fellas doing, sleeping, standing up? It's a bit weird. It's a very, 
very long, old story. Maybe we can hear it once we've done something about this. I feel like I'm gonna pass out. No, p please sit, sit. Uh, he leads you to a, a couch which you can drop down to. From another door at the other end of the reception room that you're walking through, you see a figure standing in the doorway and the elf's face lights up. Darling, you're awake. And he moves across to her, holds her face in his hands, kisses her forehead. Please, it's, someone needs your help. As she comes in, you see what upon sort of closer inspection seems to be a half human, half dwarf. She looks to be in her early 20s. She's got wavy auburn hair that gleams like sunshine when it catches the firelight. She's got the dwarven features, like sort of dwarvenish ears and fullness in her cheeks. She's got fair skin, freckles, but dark circles under her eyes and looks sleepy, like the rest of you feel. She's wearing a nightgown, similarly anachronistic to the elf. And she comes forward. What's the problem? Damon, tired and confused and in pain, is just going to lift his hand again. He's shaking. She looks closer at it. Oh, you poor man. Do you mind if I... He's <laughs> anything you can do. She starts tracing lines of arcane energy across your arm. Like, both of you, well, all of you have some magic in you and you don't recognise really the movements that she's making. Mm. But as she does so, these lines of bluish silver arcane energy start to appear over your arm. And the pain dulls and dulls to nothing. Funny looking spell. <sighs> that feels better. What on earth happened? You don't want to know. Who are you people? The elf pipes up. I'm Gawain Velberos, and this is Lady Sylphide. Lady Sylphide, pleasure to meet you. Don't get many visitors up this way. We're visiting the, the still field. Ah. Uh, what did you find there? Answers. Painful answers, apparently. Do you know anything about the the, the magic there? Here, the battlefield is like it it never faded away. It's been four hundred years. The elf looks a bit sheepish. Um, I, uh, not through any intent of my own, but I suppose that would be down to me. How? Uh, how much do you know about Stillwood and the War of the Three Crowns? The War of this place, clearly not enough. Mm. Zilch. Yeah, about the same as you. More more about the war than the actual place. Mm 
Well, you're right now standing in Stillwood Keep. It was the sort of central point of the Needles mountain range and those who had control of it had control of the Needles. This is what they were fighting for. He nods. Long and the short of it, I suppose. Very long time ago now. The war was getting to a point where supplies were low, morale was lower, and because of that, things were getting all the more violent. It was Shadeborn that had domain of this mountain range for quite a while, and my employers, I suppose, the uh, the Thanes of Stillwood, they were of Shadeborn Alliance. You were there at the time? Nods. Yes. We are from the Age of War. The, the Thane and her husband, they were concerned over the safety of the keep and those within it. Especially as the word reached their ears that war was coming our way. Great battle was due to take place between Shadeborn, Eren, Elenithil, all of them. They were going to be right on our doorstep. He runs a hand through the hair of Lady Sylphied. My Lady Sylphied was due to be sent to Shadeborn to marry, but it was decided that in order to keep us all safe, and her in particular, we would we would put a time stop bubble around the keep so that no one could get in. It was it was me charged with such a thing. Very complicated. It took me months of planning and research to try and make sure it worked. But the plan was in place. The family and those within the castle walls were to take sleeping potions and to just go to sleep one night. And I was to put the bubble around the keep so that no one could get in, no one would know we were here. And then when the time was right, they would all wake up and I would collapse the bubble and we'd start again. The war was hundreds of years ago. Was... <laughs> yes, it was. Um, this wasn't meant to happen, was it? Can you not undo your own magic? The story continues. Uh, being an elf, I couldn't take a sleeping potion myself. It doesn't really work on us. So I took a, a potion of feigned death, which again was meant to last. We wanted to be safe and make sure the war was actually over, so we gave ourselves 10 years. We'd all sleep for 10 years, I would wake up with this potion and collapse the bubble and we could carry on. He stops for a moment and Lady Sylphied reaches out for his hand, kisses his knuckles. I decided to give myself a bit of extra time on the, on the potion that I drank just to be certain. I didn't know how much longer it was going to last. Like, 
they said it was near the end of the war days, but things were getting so violent we didn't know. I meant to sleep for maybe 15 years. When I eventually woke up, I realised I'd miscalculated the potion. A hundred years had passed. Damn. So I woke up and left the keep to see what was going on outside. War was long over, but so was most of everything else. I aged a hundred years, leaving that bubble. Doesn't mean too much for an elf, but... Oh, shit. Oh no. If anyone who didn't have a long lifespan were to leave... They'd they die. And that was 300 years ago. Did you not wake him up? Ever? None of the others, but... He looks at Sylphied. Could be apart from her. I woke her up and... She's able to walk around a little bit before she needs to go back to sleep again. So I'm... Stayed here, maintaining the time bubble to protect her. I'm sorry. It's no, no it's way to live. It's not your issue, it's, it's our bed and we have to lie in it forever. Oh shit. I don't yeah. even know what to say. Straight away, I'm trying to think, how can we help you? Sylphid is yawning once again. Hi, darling, I am. And he takes her hands and sort of puts her down on the bench beside you. It's all right, my darling, it's all right. If she needs to rest, we can... She'll be okay, just sit. She'll take her back if she needs to sleep. Hmm. So the rest of them are just snoring away. So they're basically, not offence, but they're basically dead anyway. I could wake them up, but they could never leave. You're just going to let them sleep forever. What else can I do? Give them that choice? Yeah. Give them that choice. That's not your choice to make. Yeah. I was charged with protecting this place and those within it. And I've done my best to do that. Yeah, but they can wake up and they can choose to go right back to sleep. You don't get to control somebody else's life. No, I'm sorry, we've been coming to your home more. <laughs> it's quite the story. So, did that bubble of yours like, extend over to the fields? I, from what I've heard about it, I've not been too far afield from here, but what, from what I've heard, I can only imagine it sort of resonated out from here. Battlefield hasn't changed. Yeah. Looks like the battle ended yesterday. It makes sense, would have preserved it. We 
tried to escape the war, but in the end it ended up trapping us. You're not trapped, you're just scared. Yes, yes, I'm terrified. And sometimes poor choices are made with the best intentions. What else is here? What else? I mean, like in this keep. Is the how many people are sleeping? <sighs> sort of mentally adds up. 40, 50 servants and guards as well. What do you survive on? I'm able to forage and track rabbits and things. Don't need to eat that much. You can see Lady Sylphide's eyes sort of drooping as she sits next to you. And Gawain reaches out his hands for hers again. Come on, let's put you back to bed. He'll help her stand up and loop an arm around her waist. Be back in a moment. Yeah, we'll be here. Sure. He leads her out of the room and up some stairs. Damn, now I've got like a lot of, lots of things to talk about. Yeah, like as if the whole hand trauma thing wasn't enough. We've just heard that story. How, how are you doing, by the way? It stopped hurting. I don't know whether that will last outside of the bubble. <laughs> but how are you? We didn't really know what was going on there, but... Um, yeah, there was just a lot of floating and a lot of shouting. A lot of, I defy you! About as good as you can be when you've just broken your oath and yelled directly at your god. He spoke to me. Directly. Enough to piss you off. I don't know what I've done. But he showed me a future. Me leading an army to victory. War across Caldera. Well, the three wars, the three crowns. Yeah. All over again. At the side of his commander, Nephus. Well, would you have done it if it was just you leading them? For a moment there, I almost said yes. Huh. But there were things that are more important than glory yeah well if that's the case I think you made the right choice <sighs> had uh, been blinded by fame and glory for too long it's not about that it's about doing the best you can everywhere you can for as many people as possible Making sure other people don't have to go through bad things. I used to think, I deserve all of this because I've been through rough things in my life. But actually, all I should have been doing was 
making sure other people didn't go through the same. No amount of money or stardom. No amount of people looking up to me or following me. No. Glory. Fancy Harold Razor now. Put things right. You know? Yeah. All you gotta do is just face what has to be done. And maybe this is my first step. If I don't step outside of this keep and just turn to dust or something. <laughs> so no, I'm looking forward to feeling the wrath of God. Bring it on. It sounds like he deserved it. <laughs> yeah, you hear that? <sighs> I can't leave these people sleeping here. No. It's not right. Oh, see how old that elf looked. But he's not going to last much longer and then they're all just going to die anyway. Yeah, but at least if they wake up they can make that choice. No, I know, it's what I'm saying, like... But it's got a feeling if he dies and... Yeah, so... He's just following orders. He's not even just following orders, he's just... doesn't want to take the responsibility. He's going to be responsible for this many people and he's made one mistake. Is gonna hide in shame forever and never face it. I don't know, I can talk to him. Or we can all slip out and have a wonder now while he's off tucking the messes in. Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I guess we'll just poke our heads through some doors in this place. Just in case, I'm just going to cast Pass Without Trace. Okay. For an hour, so we will get a plus ten to stealth. No, sexy. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, so for the downstairs area, roll a stealth check. Oh, 26. 19. Um, 18. Okay. So you wander around this downstairs portion of the keep. There's plenty of doors that do have guards attending them and plenty more that don't. Like looking through, it's just a lot of what you would expect to be on the ground floor of such a place. Like there's kitchens that you find, there's more reception rooms, there's a library, there's what must be this elf's like laboratory, I suppose. Like you've got plenty of scrolls of arcane scribblings and potion bottles and alchemy supplies, all of that sort of thing. Grand dining room at one point. Make a perception check. Twenty one. Eighteen. Crit twenty eight. In the main sort of dining area, there's a huge portrait at one end of the room over a fireplace. And you see in the portrait there's a human man, a dwarven woman, and Lady Sylphide, but much long, much younger. Hmm. Thane and her husband. Thane and her husband? Which would make the lady the daughter, perhaps? I do think it, maybe it's our best bet if we find the Thane. Talk to her, she's technically in charge. 
If she's even here. If the daughter's here, then surely. I don't know. Let's keep looking. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna show you bedrooms upstairs, that's where they went. So I'm gonna go upstairs. Yeah, you remember like when you first came in, um like in the main sort of entrance area, there's a grand staircase. As we walk back towards it, taking a look at some of the sleeping guards outside of some of these rooms, mm. what races and stuff are they? All sorts. There's um humans, dwarves, you see a drow. Like You'd imagine mostly shade-worn side of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, those kind of races, really. So he could have woken up any of these, uh, drow elf, long lifespan. Yep. He's just hiding from the responsibility of what he did. Seems so. Let's head upstairs. Okay. Make your way up this grand staircase, small portraits on the walls as you go up. You hear voices down at one end of a long corridor. You can assume it'd be Gawain and Sylphide talking. <laughs> and there's a number of other rooms up here. I mean, it's a grand keep, so presumably they've got plenty of bedrooms for guests and things. Noble houses like this gonna have one big fancy room for the posh gets who run it, right? If you say so. Or do you think that's where they've taken her, though? Well, I'm sure she doesn't sleep in her parents' bedroom. I hope not. Just tiptoe our way down to whatever looks central, then I suppose. Yeah. The fanciest door. <laughs> okay, make another stealth check. Uh, 23. Um, 18. 29. So the average is very high. Okay. So you make your way sort of up and down this corridor, like there's a number of doors. A couple of them have guards, Some, most of them don't. But then, at the other end of the long corridor, you can see a set of double doors who have two guards, whereas most of the others only had one. Looked pretty promising. Yeah. I feel weird about waking them without telling them that we're doing it. Gawain! Yes? Pokes his head out from a door at the other end. What are you? What are you doing up here? You done saying goodnight to your sweetheart? She's sleeping. Yes. We have to wake these people up. He looks very conflicted. Like what you've been saying to him is sort of torn him apart a bit. Come here. Shuffles down the corridor. These people, maybe. Maybe they wake up and they want to step outside, and that's the end of it. But I'm guessing this magic doesn't last forever. I know it's maybe a couple of hundred years more, but what happens when your time runs out? Does it drop? Theoretically, yes. And then they all go out together without ever knowing what happened. Not to mention you've already got elves here. Dwarves there, pretty long too. That's hundreds of years off their life that they could have had, like you have. The dwarves would probably be past their time at this point. Mm-hmm. But you've taken time from them that they could have been awake in this building. You've taken that from them. Or awake and walked out. I know. It's 
the it's the conflict I have with myself every day. Well, I'm sure it hasn't been easy just having that conflict with yourself in your head, but no, we don't have many visitors up here. Never really been able to talk about it openly. Then stop beating yourself up about it. And put something into action. Yeah. I mean, he said it as clearly as he can. Either you're going to spend the rest of your days miserable, wondering what to do, watching that love of yours waking up and going back to sleep and beating yourself up about it, or you're going to wake them up, tell them what happened, give them the choice, and what, you've got some sleepy company? Or the choice is taken away from you, and they choose to walk out. Don't just wallow in one mistake and turn your back on a bunch of people. You're right, of course you are. I suppose I just... It's not the sort of news you want to break to someone. It's going to be fucking hard. Just do it. Get it out of the way. I think what my friend here is trying to say is just don't be a coward about this. You're wasting centuries of your life and centuries of theirs. He seems to be mulling it over as you speak to him. But there's something in his eyes that you can see. He knows you're right. The lady never did like being woken up from a nap or... Right. Do the scary ones first. He looks towards the double doors at the end. A lot of people here, can we help you? Uh, he points out a few doors that have people actually sleeping in them, and then of course the guards. Mm. We just shake them awake? Yes, in theory. <laughs> Careful with the guards, they're Jump. there to do a job. In fact, if I come with you to start off with, Sure. They wake up, we can set them waking up with people up, you know? Mm -hmm. Get them all gathered downstairs, you can tell them what happened, mm -hmm. and we'll see from there. Never thought I'd have someone from Erin, of all places, giving me the soundest advice I've had in 400 years. Don't worry about it, I just told Magalubia's where to go stick it. <coughs> he chuckles at that. Not from Erin anymore. We'll walk back towards the sleeping gods. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just leaning in towards Jackson. I mean, he's still from there, but he's just not. <laughs> Jackson seems a bit distant and doesn't respond. <sighs> then it's just like, oh, this could work. I'm going to cast thunderous smite on my short sword. Okay. And just crack it against the wall, oh. and there's a boom of thunder within 300 feet. Does <laughs> that damage the wall? I'm fitting with the flat side of my bread. I'm not trying to damage the wall. Chunk of it comes out, <laughs> clatters onto the floor. Just gonna destroy ah! the. Floor. <laughs> That's a piece of wall. Sway down by your Annie's. Go inside. God, <laughs> help me move this super bomber. Let's get this place clean for that hundreds of years. <laughs> it's just quicker. It's efficient. A lot of the guards sort of stumble, like someone dropping their weapons with the clatters to the ground, like, huh, huh, and sheath this sword, and he's like, <laughs> and then grab up their weapons, 
searching for the source of the noise and any sort of intrusion. It's just a storm. Show yourself! I'm right here. Can't hide. <laughs> Weapons down! I've got fists. I've just got hands, mate. Put them down! <laughs> We're here with Gawain. Don't worry about it. Gawain shuffles forward. Yes, yes, they're with me. They're with me. And starts to get them to sort of knock on doors and wake up the people who are sleeping and rouse any other guards who might have missed that last one. <laughs> <laughs> Big Goliath shout. <laughs> Roll a performance check. Oh my god. Performance <laughs> or damn. Oh no. Dance. Thank you for guidance anyway. That's a 22. Okay. So not quite as loud as the thunderous boom <laughs> that Damon's sword made, but it rouses any further people who were still slumbering. How are you? Okay. So everybody down to the Great Hall. Mm -hmm. Down to the Great Hall! <laughs> it's just easier. <laughs> so you see servants starting to come out and more of the guards in their armor, like very confused as to what's going on. People from the inside of the bedrooms, like mostly dwarven people. Coming out in nightgowns and nightshirts, looking very perplexed. What's all this then? What's going on here? <laughs> all dwarves are Scottish. All dwarves are Scottish. Yes. From Shadeborn. <laughs> Scottsborn. Scottsborn. Should we, um, like, usher them down there and then wait at the doors to make sure no one accidentally goes outside? Yeah, all yeah. right. Does the talking. Dressing gowns on, ladies! Let's move! <laughs> As you're doing that, the double doors at the end of the corridor open and a very imposing looking dwarven woman with braided red hair and a nightdress comes out followed by human man with graying dark hair and a beard Guessing they match the portrait Yeah They were just going to and be like, my lady thing What is the meaning of this? Long awaited wake up call Morning She looks out the window It ain't Alright so, Somebody's got a lot of explaining to do, but come on Yes Yes, they do! <laughs> Come and to the Great Hall and all will be revealed. Human man's tank. Right, right. Enough, enough. <laughs> Quiet down, <laughs> darling. Yes. So, yeah, they all gather downstairs. I stand in front of the doors. Like, I'll get the two girls from outside and just grab them by the back of their hand, pull them in, put them down. Tap tap, wake up, into the all, <laughs> and I just stand in front of the doors to make sure no one leaves. Yeah, again they're looking very confused, like pointing their spears at you. Don't bother. <laughs> they see people gathering downstairs and like, go on. Okay, alright. <laughs> very confused. <laughs> like twice you're right, go on, bugger off. Sort of looks up at you. Huh. <laughs> when everyone's gone past I will yeah. enter the room with you guys. Yeah, yeah you can shepherd everyone mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. And standing at the front, in view of everyone, the Lady Thane looking very expectantly. Right? What's all this then? Then we'll go up at the front with Gawain. Emotional support hob. Emotional support hob. Yeah. They are you very suspiciously, being from Shadeborn and all. <laughs> Alright, none of that. My name is Damiano Stalesi. Yes, I'm from Erin. So sort of grimace and teeth clench. War of the Three Crowns is over. Everyone looks between them. 
done, it's over. Finally, after all this time. It's over quite a long time ago. The year is uh, 741. Again, everyone confused and someone shells out from the back. Rubbish! <laughs> Afraid not. Damon will explain how the war ended in a stalemate, how all the forces separated the city-states, and sort of hand on going shoulder like, and as for what happened to you, I will pass it over to the man of the hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like doesn't look as though he's very comfortable in all of this sort of exposure, like all these eyes on him. Seems like a very private, nervous man. And to suddenly guidance. <laughs> he appreciates for luck. <laughs> And following your lead will explain everything that's gone on in the last 400 years and how the plan did not, in fact, go to plan. And there's a silence for a while as everyone tries to take this in because this is a lot to think about. Heavy. Heavy. So, depending on who you are, if you leave the bubble, you. Probably turn to dust at this point. Same thing if I were to break the bubble for everyone. So I suppose this leaves everyone with a choice of go gracefully or stay in this keep forevermore. <sighs> Those decisions are up to all of you individually. I guess there's no rush. Hmm. I guess we shouldn't, we shouldn't hang around too much longer. No, no we shouldn't. I'm already getting sleepy just by hanging out here. Yeah. You can see soldiers sort of talking amongst each other. The drow is already, looks like he's made up his mind. I suppose this is all in your hands now. I suppose so. You did the right thing. I hope so. There's a sound as you can hear footsteps on the stairs and Lady Sylphide comes down. He lights up once again. Well, I've made my decision. I think that's fair enough. Maybe you'll have some company now. <laughs> Thank you all. In the strangest way possible. <laughs> Where do you go from here? Well, you came for answers. I think you got them. Yeah, this isn't gonna burn again the second I step out of the bubble, is it? He reaches out for your hand to examine it. And the two of you can see as well that the gauntlet is fused to his skin. Massively my area, just I'd recommend that a cleric looked at it as soon as possible, but it shouldn't have anything to do with the time bubble. It shouldn't affect you too much, you've only been here a day. Okay. I suppose you received the injury outside of it, so. <sighs> yeah. Who knows? I might turn to dust when I step outside. Oh, it does sound too hopeful about that. Yeah, don't be thinking like that. <laughs> it's okay, I've 
made my bed if that's the case. It was good to meet you and thank you. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't helped us. Thank you as well. Well, good luck everyone. Lady Sylphide, seeing that you you three are making to leave, says, wait, wait a moment. And she goes to a bureau sort of cabinet and goes through like some boxes on the inside, opens a little jewelry chest and looks through it and comes up to each of you. Gawain told me everything about what you did and I think it's right that my family get to make their own choices. Thank me you. too. I'm glad. Thank you for convincing him of that. She hands each of you a pearl. Ooh. So when you look at it in the light, it has a sort of bluey, pinky hue. Hmm. Thank you. That's beautiful. I just sort of made assumptions, but this... I feel like each of you have some arcane proficiency. Yeah. Be helpful. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Sure. Tuck that away. Hmm. Each of you received a pearl of power. Oh. Uh. Hello. So, yeah. a pearl of power requires attunement. While this pearl is on your person, you can use an action to speak its command word and regain one expended spell slot. Once you've used the pearl, it can't be used again until the next dawn. Hell yeah. Thank you, my lady. Thank you all. For anyone who wishes to leave, who still has time, walk the track down from the field, down the mountain. There's a thriving town at the bottom, right there. The drow looks interested in listening in. It's called Whistlestack. They're nice people. They'll help you out. Let's take our leave. Hang yeah. out of the Great Hall. Yeah. Gawain accompanies you out. If anything, to make sure you don't turn to dust. <laughs> Which he keeps assuring you that you won't as you <laughs> make your way out and then onto the... You're just saying it so much, I'm starting to doubt you. <laughs> yeah, he comes with you along the, the lakeside path and then out onto the bank. Mm-hmm. You're a bit tentative as you step through the bubble. Mm-hmm. But you're fine as you reach the other side. Mm. You're back in midsummer evening. And wow. You look back and there's nothing on the lake. That just happened, right? Yes. Definitely? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not in pain anymore. That's good. We should find somewhere to camp. Yeah, definitely. Further along. Yeah, not so the battlefield. I'd say I'm trying to get back down if you can, as far as you can. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's bring back my horse. And Dan's gonna get out and stop summoning Heracles back. Mm-hmm. Big whistle for Mimi. <laughs> she comes clopping up the path towards you, very confused again oh, as to how oh. everyone just disappears. Mini baby. Oh. <laughs> Mini in her confusing life. I assure her that everything is fine. 
had a very strange day. I know, I know you have. <laughs> but it's all good, Minnie. It's all good, Minnie, as this war horse coalesces in the air out of nowhere. I told you he was fake, now you get to see. It's fine. She looks disgusted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> as disgusted as a horse can. It's like, ugh. Mount your horses. I turn into an owl so I can just be alone with my thoughts for a while. That's valid. And just fly overhead. Yeah. Keep watch. Yeah. Let's try to get back down as far we can then. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's being close to midsummer, the, the days are pretty long at mm -hmm. this point in the year, so you nice. imagine you've still got a good few hours of light left. We know the way. Yeah. You can ride hard. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you like a couple hours out of Whistlestack if you wanted to get back there, or you can camp where you are. I don't really want to go back to the town tonight. I'd quite like to just camp and be on the ground. Oh, we can yeah. just camp. Yeah. Just yeah, camp. Yeah. Set up a camp, then we'll continue on acting like everything is fine. Build a fire, mm -hmm. start some food up. Just be like, ah. but the stars gonna be nice. Yeah, be nice to just stargaze for a bit. Yeah. Everyone feeling okay? Me, yeah. Good. Sounds like you're not then. <laughs> um, I think it might be a, a while until I feel completely okay. Yeah, I get that. But but that army goes. Doesn't ache right now. I don't know. And I, I I cast a spell back there. I thought I was gonna lose my magic. Yeah, you did. As a note, the pulsing feeling that you had in your arm that was sort of leading you up the mountain, it's gone now. It's just, everything's normal. It's a little bit unnerving, to be honest with you. Hmm. You? I've got some thinking to do. Heard it in your voice up there. Yeah. I felt a bit hypocritical saying some of that stuff. Sometimes, when you say stuff like that at somebody else, you really mean to be saying it at yourself. Yeah. I did that just before I left to a friend of mine. And she didn't deserve it. So I got some making up to do when I get back. I think I was blaming myself for a lot of things. And holding myself to a high standard that I wasn't holding anybody else to. And not letting myself make any mistakes. Mistakes are just a part of life. I guess it's what you do with them once you make them. You're not your mistakes. You're the person that you are when you respond to what you've done. Yeah. So I got a lot of figuring out who I am now. Because I've done something big. <sighs> I'm probably going to be gone in the morning. Hope you understand. Yeah. Of course. I really, really appreciate the two of you. I hope you find what you're looking for. Both of you. Yeah. I'm gonna go home tomorrow. Yeah? Sorry, Val. Don't be. 
Yeah. We love both here. You still heading home? Yeah, why not? Yeah, we've all got homes to get back to. Yeah. One way or another. Mine is up in a different mountain range with my three favourite idiots. Oh, good luck, Mr. Fate Killer. Fate Killer? Yeah. That's what you keep doing, innit? Cutting those strings. Defying everything that gets sent your way. Hmm. Fate Killer. Defiance. Would have been nice names for that axe. What do you think still up there? I don't know. Let's just have a hot meal. Watch the stars. Just enjoy some peace. Yeah. I'll take the first watch later. When the watch comes around, mm -hmm. Damon will I'll do a perimeter check. But he'll go and find like a little craggy bit of rock to sit on. Mm -hmm. He's thinking about it now. About the axe turning to dust. And everything that followed. Mm -hmm. And he's going to try and summon it into his hand with the gauntlet. The gauntlet, as you put all of your will into it, the brand of McGlubia that's now newly in place on there flares once again, as if in the heart of a forge. And all at once the axe springs into your hand, as if from nothing. One blade glowing, and a thin sheen of blood over the whole head of it. Did it hurt anymore? Doesn't hurt. <laughs> Defiance it is. We're not done yet, Olivia. Not quite yet. You sit and watch the stars. Being in such crisp mountain air, the sky is full of them. It's some, one of the clearest nights that you've sat and watched. A little shooting star goes past as you watch. When morning comes around, Damon will have stoked the fire for these two and just gone. Yeah. Just ride back, probably find the first place he can pay for transit by a teleportation circle mm -hmm. to get closer. A couple days pass and you find yourself in the shadow of another mountain range, though one far more familiar and welcome to you than the one you've just left. The stronghold of Oxvalatus is in your sights, as is the long-awaited and achingly missed company of Icarus, Maze and Pandora. A grim new reality bears its head before you, the momentous decision that you made on that mountain playing over and over in your head. And as you finally rest your head that night, back in familiar surroundings, you feel the whisper of an itch tickling at the fingers of your left hand. And that is where we will end tonight. Ugh. Oh. Oh. Itchy. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing. Guys. Thank you for DMing. Thank you for DMing. Damon's an oathbreaker. Damon's an oathbreaker paladin now. Good God. Thank you so much for watching as well. I'm Sasha, 
We are Nix Rising, and we love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. We'll see you on Wednesday. See you on Wednesday. Dungeons and Bingus. <laughs> Bingus and Dragons. Good day. It's Jackson. Thank you for seeing us through our adventure to the Sleeping Cape. You can catch Damon's continued adventures soon in Winds of Fortune. But next week, join us for more of Sasha's DM takeover in the next chapter of The Rising Dawn, The Sunken Soprano. Don't forget you can support us at patreon.com slash nixrising, or check out our Teespring merch store for merchandise of both shows. And special thank yous as always to our executive producers, Mason Scott, Megan Charles, Adira A., Emily Hogarth, Jameson M, Lissa, Caitlin Ferguson, Alexandra Johnson, and Liam Moran. Until next time, don't let the bad vibes keep you down, and we'll see you on Wednesday.